0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Bridge the Gap, the little interview show we have running over at Behind That Suit. and yes, as Sammy C says, we are joined today by the beautiful Lorelai Lahiri. I hope I said that right, because the last time we did this, this isn't our first run through. We start this off with story time, all right? It's story time.
1: how you fucked up my name last time. No, last time
0: it was awful
1: five minutes before we said like this is how you say it and then you got
0: on and it was like you forgot everything i
1: literally did
0: love is real yo welcome <laughs> to bridge the gap so yeah we did the first line and whatever but the goal now in general is to bridge the gap in knowledge is what the show's kind of become so a way that we do that here is to run through your very story and to go through your life a little bit and to look at the different things that you have done in the past and how your life progressed and just kind of what you're up to now and to kind of walk through it all like imagine that there's a wikipedia page out there that doesn't exist yet for you and one of the things they're going to be like is you need sourceable media so this is sourceable media that like uh, accomplishes that goal
1: this is the best media so I'm, i'm super
0: down awesome so I mean, basically, lorelei as y'all heard is a super talented artist. She is quite the personality. I didn't I, I called this episode a, a, I described it as a Montreal artist with snazzle and pop. and then I put in brackets, you'll see with what I mean.
1: Pop I'm sassy, you
0: know got so, I, sense. And so like
1: snazz- I'm like that.
0: <laughs> Um, so, yeah, definitely thought that I was, like, fucking, like, she's, she's so fun. I've seen her perform live. She has a great show, a great presence, a great energy. And she's, a, she's very authentic, true and true. She's, like, one of those people where, like, what you see is what you're going to get. But, yo, she's actually doing some boss-ass shit in her life, too, that is worth exploring and getting into. And actually, part of why I wasn't so comfortable with the first episode is because we didn't talk about that enough. And that wasn't, like, that was, like boss shit that you have moving on and so it's important for me to make sure that we give you the real justice about who you are and all that stuff but we are going to do it right we're going to do a bridge the gap style um so let's say we're going to do the first question um basically it kind of boils down to some shit that i realized while watching my girlfriend wash the dishes so she was listening to the Black Eyed Peas song. Um, the one that's like, I got a feeling, whatever. And she's vibing out. She's cleaning her dishes. It's like fucking chores music and shit, right? Like, So she's is her chores music. But at the same time, I, I mean, 10 years ago, that's in the clubs, fucking bopping and jumping around music, right? Yeah, for
1: sure. Definitely. So,
0: so that means that we're at the situation where what once was chores music like you know maybe what your parents were listening to when you were growing up is also actually club music in their life once upon a time too and then i realized as i started asking people yo there's there's car music and then there's vibe music and then there's sibling music was a new one that got added into the mix recently um so there's all these different musics and the reason we start here is because when people ask about musical influences they start a little bit too late for my liking by the time you're thinking about what you care about you already have this like palette of experiences that were forced upon you by those around you. So obviously there's the pop music of the era. That's fine. But let's talk about the other stuff that you grew up with that was big influences that came from your parents, family, that kind of shit. And what kind of vibes were around?
1: Love this question because it's like so, it's so confusing to me actually as an artist because like I started listening to the Cranberries and that was just like a random find, like a junk drawer of my mom's. Then I was listening to the radio. So like anything that was like top forty at that time. But we're talking like like radio in like the nineties. So like we had those really radio songs, even though like last time. I love you always forever, never far, push it together. Like that's still my jam to this day. And like that was like what, thirty years ago. So um Yes
0: eh we have that
1: time. and then uh you know high school was a whole different genre. it was more like the avril Lavigne, the billy talent the we're gonna get to races. high
0: school we, we got we gotta we gotta do this in parts right so this yeah. is like the deep dive high school that's a whole other question that might even be two questions from now because we got a couple of stuff so we in your youth what was like the stuff from your youth that was significant? Like that sixpence none the richer, Fair enough. That shit is some youth shit for so, real. we
1: were, like, on, like pre-teen, I guess. Like you know. Yeah,
0: because like, like, that because you're. Cause the okay. second question I ask is actually about your teenage identity and how it starts to form. Because what I realized is that the first, the real formation of stuff isn't really like. So you finding a cranberries tape and getting into it is like down the line, right? What came before no, that?
1: Seven years old. Like that was like you know um like i was always listening to music in the house like i don't think we really bought cds or tapes it was always the radio and uh i think back in the day it was like way more um routine what they would play you know i i knew that like at 7 7 10 pm like i would hear that song i was just singing before um so i feel like i was listening to a lot of radio and then i discovered that whole like cranberries tape and zombie became like my life Let's uh, go back to that
0: radio thing though, because that's (laughs) actually, I just want you to know that's what we're looking for here. Because I feel like we take the beginning, we calibrate a bit. But what you just described is some shit that's like lets everyone understand a little bit about what music consumption was like when you were growing up, right? That's part of the story.
1: (laughs) We're so like, as artists and as consumers of music, like, we are so spoiled. We can listen to anything at any time. We listen to like an underground rapper that's super, super good, as much as we can listen to like a mainstream rapper that's super trash. You know, like we have such a like there's such a spectrum for like what music we can listen to. Back in the day, it was the radio, or you had enough money to go buy tapes and CDs and you know, until I got into my teenage years, I didn't really have that and money. and so if you
0: think about the- being like five or six years old, you don't have money for tapes. It's really just gonna be the radio. Were you also like, was music videos and stuff on in your house or was it just the radio?
1: you know what like i i love music videos and it's funny because i was just watching aaliyah um shucks what was that one uh, are you that somebody and i was like whoa this this video is so simple compared to like what we do nowadays you know um comparing an army artist like aaliyah like back then to like an army artist today it's like i'm sure it costs a lot more money because like you know inflation and all that stuff but if you were to do that same video today it's like not a lot of money and it's like it still got that song out there and it still meant so much you know so Um, I watched a lot of music videos growing up and I feel like those are the real ones. Like nowadays we watch music videos and it's kind of just a lot of fake shit. It's like, what are you guys doing? (laughs) You know how I feel about that. Like, what are you guys doing?
0: Um, I think we can touch on that later on in the story. Let's get like (laughs) warmed up before we really get into that kind of stuff. We're still in like your youthful (laughs) era. I like just the idea of it because I mean, we're about the same age, like almost the same age, I think exactly ish whatever i don't know it's in that ballpark without going there we're getting old so we don't have to say numbers
1: Apple. <laughs> I'm old. it is what it For is women... i've seen
0: lorelei say this shit publicly that's why i feel comfortable making that joke okay just so you know i know i'm not supposed to make that kind of a joke with most people it is what it is internet okay i know um but that's really cool though because what i learned about you right there that's actually significant is because you do a lot of pop now right let's be real you're really good at pop
1: you know it's funny because like i used to say like pop music was britney spears and like all that stuff but like now pop is just popular music that plays on the radio like drake does pop music it you was know as much all, you uh, say he's pop, as you uh, want to say he's rap like he does pop music it plays on the radio it's pop
0: i that's would like, agree that yeah. that's big facts but that's why i'm kind of saying it like that because i'm saying a lot of what you create today i would argue is extremely radio friendly and so it's the true. fact is if you look at the very beginning because you know, sometimes people are giving me different answers so sometimes the more musically diverse people might say some shit like yo i had access to a whole collection of like tapes and shit and i, I listen with, to- i have
1: friends who are like i had my fr- like my mother's records and like they have a record player and all that stuff i like I, I wish, you know, but I guess at the same time it's like I am where I am right now because of my life. But like, imagine if I would have had all those records and ah, oh, I, I you know what. Know.
0: Maybe you'd yeah. be really bad at making pop songs.
1: You know, maybe I'd be just a really bad artist because I'd be too influenced by everything I was hearing. I I don't
0: want to say that. Most of these people are really great artists, but not all of them can nail a pop song the way I think you can. And I'm saying that not to like, look, I'm not into guys and people up. If I'm saying that compliment it's because I sincerely think that we just played a bunch of radio friendly pop sound and stuff for a bunch you know like i just really believe in that like it is what it is so i think that's why it's so interesting to start there because you ended up in this direction and regardless to what you chose to listen to in high school and with all of that shit we can even trace it back to the fact is you had the radio that's where it all started for you and then we evolve into whatever your journey ends up being. So that's yeah. that's why it's so great to discuss this shit for me. Um, because I think like, especially like, yo, when I talk to a 20 year old and I love these 20 year olds, they fuck me up. They make me feel so like, wow, my grandpa. But like, they're like, yo, I was like 10 years old and it was just YouTube. I could listen to Golden Era and Boom Bap and Trap and everything. And I'm like, damn, hey, imagine okay. your whole life is YouTube. My adult life is YouTube, right? Like not my like young life. Anyhow, let's go back to your story, and uh, the next the next phase is going to be your musical identity, which we, we figure is about puberty, and maybe this is related to this Cranberries tape thing, but usually, and I say about puberty because that just seems to be the average, somewhere in that 8 to like 13 range, people are like, I found this song. And I started to like cling on to this shit and it started their like musical identity. And, uh, why don't you walk us through, like, I guess that musical identity throughout high school and how music influenced you and what you did, you know, with that.
1: Um, you know, it's really funny because I'm I'm, I'm actually trying to think like, did I, did I want to be like a pop star or, like a, you know, an artist back in like when I was like eight years old, I, I don't think I did. I just loved music and I was listening to it. It was more in my teens where like, I was like, um, you know, I'm in high school and around a lot of people and I'm not really fitting in. So all of a sudden I can listen to music and I'm like, wow, that person fits in with me. So I felt like I had a friend kind of thing. Um,
0: yeah, so that's I, real. I like
1: really like, it really started like my musical identity started in, in high school. Cause I was able to identify with other artists when I couldn't identify with my own peers. So, um, for me, I, I even say this, I say, I'm, I make music to give back music, like, it's saved my life, you know? So I need to pay my dues. I need to do that for somebody else. Like, that's my job. If I'm going to do music, that is my job. So I so feel talent. like Avril Lavigne, Billy Talent, like, three days. It's all, like, you know, this, like, emo fucking shit. Because I had a lot of emotions back then. Um, still do. But, um, yeah, so that really, I, I identified so much. To that. It was just, like, people not afraid to say what's going on. And, what like, you know, that they're sad. Because, like, in high school, you can't be sad. You have to be happy all the time. And like yo. i didn't really like it, you know so yo, i love you to, to my, like feel yeah, free yeah, to it really talent
0: i want you to feel free to expand on that kind of shit because high school's trash in my opinion it was trash oh. for me <laughs> i had a lot of like the same kind of emotions i had a lot of trouble fitting in with people and i also personally connected with a lot of the same exact music you listed like i bumped yeah. that Avril shit i fucking bumped that billy talent yo why would she put me through such torture? Like, I would have given my life for
1: her.
0: I'm like, who <laughs> didn't break up with somebody? I want to fucking sing that shit. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like that was <laughs> everybody's breakup song for a minute. So, I was not even
1: break up with
0: someone, but I wanted to to be able to sing that song. So. school was a weird time, though. But I think it's so cool that for you right off the jump, it really was about relating to people. And I think that that's important because especially in this day and age in questions like authenticity and fantasy and fakeness and realness, right? Like when we think about the youth and if our goal is to ever create for the youth, we we can either create some fantasy for them to relate to or something real for them to relate to. So just even sharing how much that music mattered to you back then is an interesting facet.
1: Well, for me, like we talked about my age before, you know, so I'm a bit older. So I feel like if I was in my twenties, I can make that, you know, super bubblegum shit and like kind of get away with it. But like now I'm, you know, I'm at a certain age where I want to make music that substance. I want to make, I say, I want to leave my fingerprints, you know, like I, I I just don't want to leave this earth with like nothing to like give because like music is what I can do. And I feel like it's a gift. And I feel like if I can be honest and say what's really going on, someone out there's going to be like, fuck man, that's my life. Thank goodness. She's saying it. I can vibe to it thank goodness i'm not alone and that's how i felt growing up and that's how, that's why i do like music is like i say save music save the world you know give more substance to music it it will heal you so yeah,
0: Yo, <laughs> yeah. you are going to find as you talk to laura she has fucking slogans for anything like everything it's just fucking slogans for days like it's amazing um back... copyright whatever no but like it's cool because um like, part of being an artist is, I think, the outside of the music part. Like, the character that we all play is kind of part of it. So, the being able to have catchphrases and things like that, that kind of builds into the lore that is Lorelei, that, that that's one of those things, brand. like...
1: My brand. You know, it's like, I want to say so much, but how can I say it in one sentence to make sure, like, the fans and, like, people who are listening... Understand it, you know, because I could talk all day and I can explain to people, but nobody has time for this, you know. Like, it's like not everybody's gonna sit down and watch this, so how can I say what I want to say in one sentence?
0: And Trust. I just find these phrases we are We're up to like 14 people, people are gonna sit down and watch this, not everyone the whole time. But... Don't do that,
1: though. I get nervous.
0: <laughs> so, let's go back into high school. There's at least one more thing. um that you did i thought that was interesting in high school that you mentioned on the last interview that i think you need to uh bring up and expand upon related to your artistic journey
1: yeah i so um i was doing a lot of talent shows back in high school like every year we do the talent show i think it was like twice a year and um it's funny because it was always in the background and i loved what i i loved music and everything like that but i'm not not that kind of person who's gonna throw myself and be like look at me look at me look at me so i just like doing the background and like i had a good time but i swear it's like that's when I started really realizing, like, I kind of want to do this, maybe, you know. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, that was fun, and I, we made the joke last about time. about your
0: because, talent shows.
1: I was like, we made the joke last time because I'm like, I probably perform for more people back then than I do now. Like, we're talking like hundred, two hundred people. We're lucky if we get like maybe fifty to hundred people at a show. Like, you know, like we put together. So, um, I find but it really current, hilarious. Back in the day, I was performing for more people with less talent.
0: To be fair. It actually makes a lot of sense as much as people don't necessarily realize it, some of these bigger shows had a lot of crowd because minors were allowed in. So I know that nobody wants to talk about it, but
1: absolutely right. And parents and, you know, like, oh, like my parents aren't going to come to a show at like 11 o'clock at night. Like, this is not what they're doing.
0: Like, maybe like, so let me, let me, let me rephrase that. I mean, my first show is at a bar. It's no longer open. uh, The bar. What was it called? The CFC. But literally, seventeen-year-olds could get in. They couldn't drink in the bar, so they would get their drink on next well, to you the, the deputy because like, you were
1: like overage? age. Like, is that like, or like, what was the thing? I, I was twenty-five
0: and- or was whatever, so it was not had- an issue for People me. we but- and
1: like, if you have a bracelet, you can drink, you know. But.
0: So those were you some don't... places. We're talking like a low-end underground bar that ultimately had shows going on. And a lot of the reason the shows were packed is because youth got in. And I'm not saying that it's the only thing that was successful. It's just I can tell you that at places that fully carted, those kids couldn't go there. And that's one element that changed. There's so many elements that changed in the live scene. But one thing that is really yeah, interesting know. is youth actually do show up to shit. So if you have a bunch of 16 year olds, they're going to oh go God. to a thing.
1: Because um they they want they want role models more than anybody. Like at my age like I like I love having role models. As I say I look up to Nia Lee cuz like she's in Montreal and she's like a black woman who's like, you know, just doing everything I kind of want to like do as an artist. So I look up to them. But like as 16 year olds, like we can just easily like they, they're going to go out and they're looking for that. They want to relate. They want to connect. But At even age, like
0: you as a nope. 16 year old being on a stage, you become a role model in that moment, right? Yeah. To those people oh, because you're exhibiting the bravery and you were singing and stuff back then, right?
1: Yeah, I was. I was, I was doing a lot of singing, but I was, I was doing a lot of dancing too. Like I was a big dancer back then. It, so I was just thinking about the other day, like I, like I'm professionally trained as a dancer. So like, it's just, yeah, <laughs> it's just like some fun, uh, some fun facts.
0: Yo, we have a question from Lamy like three, four five. And if we get user okay. questions, let's do, it. Um, let's do it. But basically what is a favorite decade that inspires you musically?
1: Oh my goodness, I love this. I wanted to answer this on Facebook the other day. Okay, so a decade that inspires me is like Houston rap. I have to say that Houston rap, but like 2005 to like 2012. Like, oh my goodness, I can't even deal. i are
0: like, gonna have to elaborate on why it inspires you. <laughs>
1: Okay, so um, I love, I love rap music. I I, that's, I actually started as a rap artist, you know, I fell into pop because I just happened to do it. But um, I love to be able to express myself. And I feel like as I feel like they keep it really real down there. Like in, in Houston, like everybody has each other's back. They push each other. It's like this really great community down there for like rap. If you're real, they'll they'll, they'll be real with you. Um, so I listen to a lot of this, like, you know, Trey the Truth and uh, Killacalian uh, Pimp C, BN, you know uh, Bun B. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, I'm laughing because like people are just like, what? You listen oh, to that? I remember, like, everyone's. I, everyone do, I really do so. Andre 3000.
0: He's not from Houston though. I
1: he's- know, but I'm saying South. I'm saying South rap, like okay. that era where like he's like right now everything's like super commercial. I feel like from 2013, like things started getting really commercial. So I, I can started... actually
0: respond to that idea a little bit. Yeah. So it's more that Billboard went in a really Billboard got more important than ever, and so I don't know it's so much that things are. Um, yo, is 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 that Lister Linda Williams for real? That would be ridiculously cool. Pardon. I think, uh, some, let me like three, four or five is, uh, Mr. Linda Williams is what he was just telling me. That's one of the patrons, OG, that's fucking like been with us ride or die for like years and shit. So that's a huge moment. Um, so that's fucking cool, uh, that he would pop on and even like just join it like that. So that's a big yeah, the- moment that you're sharing with us is all I'm saying. Um, that's fucking cool as fuck. I see that. <laughs> Yo, if you look at how what made hip hop pop back in the day, what actually made them rise on the charts is a lot of actually like the streets were selling albums and then billboard was almost secondary. It reflected the streets. Now people look to billboard to dictate the trends. And it's like, nah, mean, it's billboard like... is just a reflection of sales though. Like it, it was never really like a determiner of what's hot. Like, it's just what sold.
1: It's it's, the, it's marketing. You know what I mean? Like I could sell trash if I market it right. I'm sorry. And like not... I, I love billboard and I think it's great to look up to but as an artist, then, I kind
0: of – cool, that's great. There's also, like,
1: <laughs>
0: one other, like, huge thing that changed, though, w- with relation to Billboard is, like, it used to – like, if you go back to, like, the 70s, let's say, it used to cost, like, I don't know, $50,000 to market a song or radio. Now it's, like, three and a half million dollars or even more. Huh? To get – to push a single <laughs>
1: – I, I thought it would go low. If you went
0: higher? Yo, it's to like push more- – To push a single to like mass radio and everything is big business that's huge money to actually push a single correctly for like a label push right so when you look at it from the return on investment point of view of a label and the majors they don't have a huge choice they need to do what's gonna sell so in a way you're right in the major leagues, it did go in a certain direction because of the, the importance of sales and all of that, the decline of the industry. But by the contrast of that post in that same time, the underground went ahead and flourished. And so all the great That's, shit's been out there.
1: A lot of people keep telling me, don't sign any papers, don't sign to a label, you'll be better independent. And I'm just like, okay, whatever. You know, but That's I understand. A big question. Has like, um, depending on, like, I guess depending on your artistry, I guess. You know, if you have a big uh, cloud, like, i guess you can kind of do it on your own and be independent like that's what they do in houston like trunk music that's what they were doing that's what i respect about them uh but i think for me it's like i actually need that label behind me i actually need that business side to come and like you know guide the marketing and all that stuff so i don't know
0: see that's actually an interesting point so i saw this article you know i'm happy to go out tangent. that's what makes this shit fun for me uh <laughs> so gonna... this is great i'm drinking <laughs> don't worry about it um but basically i read this article about the hidden cost of being independent and where like it really um like people don't necessarily and i'm not saying right or wrong i am personally not going to go get signed because i i'm just like i don't think i'm the right kind of guy for that shit. but i also i'm aware that i'm going to have to pay for my own travel book my own hotel rooms deal with my own promoting going the amount of like actual people skills that you need to run your own operation the politics side of it all like you have to put up with every ego you encounter and smile like that is part of the job of running your operation you have to smile at every ego
1: i can do that it's no stress but i can't be lorelei and do that person because they're two different people the person Mm. is going to be like okay no problem like understand people's egos and all that stuff that's not my brand my brand is not about so for me to have to go be that person in one in one moment and then be Lorelai the next is too confusing for people. That's why when I got my management, that's the most important thing for me. It's like they need to be the bad guy. They need to be the I need to just be able to be me, creative, and that's all people see. Because as soon as I put business quiche out there, like forget about it. Like I've been I work in business for ten years. I I know how to, but it's not mm-hmm. the same as like art. I'm super. I'm I'm cool. I'm chill. I'm relaxed. Like it, I want to stay that person. So by having my management. I don't have to be that like wolf in the, in the boardroom anymore, but I totally get what you're saying. Like I, I super get it. Like it's, well, it's funny you say that and I'm just like mind blown. Cause it's exactly why I signed my management contract.
0: But it's like, even I'm sitting there going, honestly, if I can find the right person in the right situation, I would sign like a management deal with the right people. If we had the right goal alignment, I'm yeah. not willing to like, like, here's the thing. I don't have a problem with the right person telling me what to do as long as i get to like decide the because if you have a manager you're the one telling a manager what they're managing at the end of the day right like you're still the boss it's just you know honestly there's so many details So many, like i personally have no desire to go like chase shit i don't know i don't want to chase it like i don't know All if that I makes sense it, to you
1: that's me like just keep me running i love it i can always be on but the like, go. Like,
0: I mean i like grinding i like working on shit, but i like creating so like to me this podcast or this interview thing like this is a cooler way for me to go about doing it but there are probably smarter ways that i could like approach everything about being more aggressive let's say i don't know that i'm the right guy to actually do that because then i have to think like that and then i can't be like fun and so i really resonate with what you're saying
1: like i could be person i could be aggressive i could be all those things but that's not the brand I'm selling as an artist. So, like, I can't, like, people are gonna be like, oh, she's one person and another person. No, they see me as one. So, I have to pick one. It's Lorelei. So, I can't be that aggressive. Like, it's, I dealt with it so much. Like, as soon as I start to say something, as soon as I have to fight for something, it's like I've, Lorelei, who's like this sweet, like, nice, like, Person just wants to like, you know, share her emotions. Like, they're just like, why are you so angry then? It's like, no, we're two different people. One's business, one's artistry. Like, no, you can't do that. You got to stick to one and just go with it.
0: It is a big time knowledge nuggets. And I say that like, cause I'm trying to figure out like, like so rules. And like, I, have I think
1: people, I have people I talk to that like I really, really like, but because I was in the business situation with them, I had to act a certain way. But like, as a friend, like, fuck all the business. I like you as a person. Like, I like you as a human. But business wise, you know, so it's it's really difficult. Like, I've lost a lot of friends, actually.
0: Like, not- I mean, that seems to be a <laughs> common theme with, ri- not, like, with so rising hard. up. <laughs> I mean, well, like, here's the thing. Um, just on the idea of friends, right? Like, I, I don't really have any of the friends I used to have, really. Like, people try to be friends with me a lot. And I'm like, are you sure you want to be my friend? Like, do you really know yeah. what being my friend entails? Like, it's not a simple thing to be friends with me. You might, you might like the idea of being my friend, but then you get yes, to know like me.
1: Like, girlfriend. like, you might like the idea of being my boyfriend, but trust me, you do not want to be my boyfriend.
0: I, <laughs> I mean, feel you. I mean, I'm just like, yeah, it's, it's cause like there's an intensity and a certain degree. Like, yo, I don't chill. I don't know how <laughs> to chill. It, it's just what it is. I just, I, I'm good at doing things. Like when we watch a movie, I'm like, okay. Okay, what can I do this is I'm just sitting here watching a movie I'm not very good at watching a movie much
1: it's unbelievable
0: well, yeah. but no so to me it's like what I realized is talking about this kind of stuff is also really interesting to people because I think a lot of people relate to it a lot of people maybe can't sit through a movie also and just hearing other people talk about not sitting through a movie it turns out that regular shit's kind of like relatable <laughs> it, is, it
1: is everything's relatable gotta have the right vision for it
0: so like okay let's go back to you like there was another thing you did in high school i thought that was interesting that wasn't even the talent show because i'd forgotten about that i'm not gonna lie uh the other thing had to do with your pen game and what you would do in terms of writing in high school
1: i've been writing since i'm 14 years old i used to do a lot of and i was actually talking about this the other day i didn't know that like as i'm doing this and this hobby this like you know writing your emotions down poetry like shakespeare whatever like doing all that stuff and creating songs with just melodies no beats I had no idea that I was preparing myself and giving myself the skills to be where I am right now. So a lot of people are just like, oh, you started two years ago. And I'm like, yeah, but I've been writing my entire life. And even if it was good or bad, like I was still practicing for like, you know, since I'm, I'm, I don't wanna give people away, but like at least 15 years, I've been writing without going to the studio. So I already knew how to use the metaphors. I already knew how to describe myself. I already knew how to make melodies. Like I was already doing that Like,
0: So- Big, interesting.
1: I just figured the other day I was talking to somebody and we're, I was just like, wow, I, it was, that's exactly what I'm talented, but I'm, I'm skilled because I was practicing a a skill that I didn't know. was gonna.
0: Did y'all hear what she just said there? That's some knowledge nugget shit. I'm talented, but it's based on skills. This is what it is. Cause yo, I told people for a long time and not everyone likes it when I say this, but like, yo, most people can learn to rap. Like yeah. you see people who are yo, what's up, Jamal Hussein? You see people who are like fucking like out there and you see some whack shit in like year one and you can tell these people just started rhyming and you hear them and they're like writing some interest and they're maybe bad, but I'm like, yo, did you hear my sixteen year old shit? No, you didn't. You're hearing me with like literally more than half my life I've worked on my pen game. So of course it sounds away. Yeah. But yo, it yeah. used to suck. We think my 2012 effort sounded good. I mean, I maybe, but no. Let's be real. No, it was garbage. Some of it's okay. Some of it aged well. Sorry, is, can you say that again?
1: No, I i had some garbage in the beginning. Like I had songs that I was like, "Yeah, this is the best song ever, man. I love it." And it's like, "I listen to it now." I'm like, "Whoa!" Like, thank goodness we didn't get like release that shit. and it was, like, it's pretty trash. But so, I was like, fine and, like, trying to find the sound. I did a lot of rap in the beginning. And, and this actually, is, okay, a,
0: a so is this fun. back when you are in high school and shit writing, or no, is this, like, like now
1: This is me, like, I was not recording back then. I didn't know. So I you just wrote not, it up. I just, and I was, like, I was that annoying, like, emo kid in the back, like, singing her like- i talked to somebody like maybe two years ago that knew me in high school there's like yeah how are your songs doing i had no idea that i was an artist you know like how are your songs doing i'm like i've been doing really great well whoa, am whoa, whoa. like here's my spotify bitch
0: <laughs> so- Yo, i think that's really cool because like honestly i had i had that same moment people kind of made fun of me for writing my little emo yeah. raps back in high school but like it's kind of like yeah i don't know i have three albums now anyway exactly uh, Exactly. So I relate a lot to that sentiment too. But what I think is really the knowledge nugget in what you said is that maybe sometimes you work on some shit now and you start developing a skill like writing. And I believe see. you said the word copywriting earlier, which is related yeah. to writing. So the more That's writing like- you do increases your ability to write. And maybe down the line, because I know a bit your story, there's a big gap between high school and when you get into it for reals. But the fact is, what you said now is powerful. By doing it when you were young, You started clocking the experience points relevant and necessary in order to basically be able to come in like it looks like you're new, but actually they didn't see a lot of the work that went into it behind the scenes. They didn't see you studying pop star shit when you were seven years old.
1: We can make it really simple and like i i'm not like okay, i'm not a huge karate like a karate kid like a connoisseur but he does like the whole wax off wax on thing he's like what am i doing this for like, what the fuck you know he's getting all angry because like i'm I'm talking about the new one by the way with like jaden smith so he's like what the fuck am I doing this for you know like i shouldn't be like he doesn't understand that what he's doing now actually relates to something he needs to do later and like that's how i feel about music i was just like writing this whole time and and all of a sudden I just decided to make songs and I was like wow I know how to make melodies already. It's like it's already programmed like I was programming myself. I was brainwashing myself to be an artist. I didn't even know. So in know? And sense, like, I say like this you- now I'm like I had no idea I was gonna do this in my life. This is like a this is a, a just by chance kind of thing that happened. So.
0: But it's like, it's a common thing that like you're doing some random shit when you're young. And this is why, like, if you see your kids, parents and shit who are pursuing some creative creatives or whatever, just consider that they could be clocking some powerful exp like learning some scales, some boring ass shit that they're not going to want to do when they're 25. Nobody wants to do that shit when you're 25. Let them do it when they're like 14, when it's boring and they have time.
1: <laughs> like languages, learn languages early. <laughs>
0: um, that's kind of, that's a good point. Actually, um, I'm trash at languages. I can speak French because I live here, and I feel like I should. But if you're like... learning, <laughs>
1: it
0: was, That's a real thing, right?
1: <laughs>
0: What's your thoughts on Bonjour or Ho? That's a relevant topic.
1: No. Did you not see my post about that? Like, people are not having it. Like, I, I go to Cooch I Like, I live in a very... um uh there's a lot of stores, so i have like christine mcdonald's Parma Prix, Jean couture i've gone to all of them and been like bonjour home they're just looking at me like either i'm psycho or like get out of here <laughs> like, no are... one likes it i love it i think it's i think it's cute but like it's I a think... joke and i'm to be real i don't think people should take this seriously i'm doing i'm having fun with it but like i i feel like it's like <laughs> who like did they not like who said this is okay they're just like we're gonna say bon and they're like yeah yeah no problem like, who okayed on but this? that was
0: the Premier of Quebec okayed this. He said it. That means the t- just so that people watching this know, because maybe there's people that aren't in Quebec, okay? yeah,
1: can't, can't even deal.
0: The leader of Quebec was like, English is too problematic again. Right, COVID, because that's not an issue we should be t- – Anyway, English is an issue again. And then it's recommended – I don't remember the full details, but it ended up being that he recommended to change the, the g- greeting it to – Bonjour ho Because somehow hi or whatever was a fucking problem Because bonjour hi is kind of a meme here Bonjour hi, it's like a joke I think to the point where even SNL goofed on us over it Really? Yeah Yeah. Oh my gosh, do you think this is Premier Legault responding to SNL? He's like, no, 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 bonjour hi is not appropriate uh, Let's go with bonjour ho Oh my gosh, that's a real thing that really happened, people
1: he, you saw, like, he it was like maybe a year and a half ago, or maybe two years ago. They said we're in French that we're gonna. Oh, cut if it the, wasn't
0: Legault, my the, bad. It was somebody in the government or okay. whatever. Something I don't know. Okay, I'm. I'm not paying attention. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm. I'm. I'm getting chastised by my girlfriend in the chat right now.
1: Oh, I love
0: her. Yeah, she's wonderful. Greg, that girlfriend. I love Yo, her. your she's lady good. friend Bonnie's great. Yo! No, shout out J Seven Montreal who says, "What up, Lorelai? Keep doing the damn thing." Oh okay, yeah,
1: thank you. I was
0: <laughs> so shy. I'm like, thank you. That's great. You're wonderful. You're killing this shit. It's a great fucking time. So it was the block. Oh, it was the block. It's still a Quebec government party. That's a real thing. Okay, it's still the fucking government. I... It's okay. I... You're with us. You you saved it. It looked like you didn't let it fall. That makes you amazing at this. So um let's talk about your life so in high school we established that you got a lot of experience with choreography dancing yeah. you got experience yeah. with writing um yeah. you're an avid reader it's something we also know so you're doing all these things you're honing your fucking skills um and then you finish high school and also which you were born in montreal we forgot to even say that i
1: Tell you there's like there's like because we don't like we talked about like the college and then like me being an artist and there's a fun thing i didn't mention i did miss canada back in 2007. what so I knew pressure and like that kind of like fucking bullshit of like people looking at you all the time and judging
0: expand <laughs> yeah. on that idea tell us more about doing that you can't just throw that in casually and move on
1: i know but it's like i, I always forget because like you know it's it was like so long ago um I loved it actually because we were we were maybe five black girls you know it was 2007 and was Miss Canada so it's like we're five black girls and we all like ended up like chilling together and like, hanging out and uh it was it was funny because that's the first time in my life where I'm like wow I'm a black woman you know what I mean like because I grew up in a very like um you know I went to like I' don't how to explain it but I just I always kind of just fit in with in you know, a general society <laughs> so for the first time in my life, I'd be like, wow, I'm going to be treated differently because of my skin color. So us five, we all hung up together and it was, it was really fun. But I also, actually thinking like there was this one girl who didn't want to hang out with us. Bitch. <laughs> but anyways, I, yeah. it, was, it was really tough because we were being judged by our looks, by our hair, by everything that, you know, like as, I don't know, as a black woman today, like doesn't really, we're fighting for so much harder. But back then it was just like, we were just no, so really expand
0: ju- on that. What do you mean? Like go into detail as if stupid people are watching and they don't know what's up.
1: Okay. Um what do you what do you mean? What do you want me to go into detail? Expand for? on the I- thing
0: what you just said about the hair and the looks, what you're fighting for.
1: Okay, yeah. So back then it wasn't so common. Like we see a lot of girls nowadays, black girls with this beautiful natural hair, and we're so accepting to it. So back like I remember I spent two and a half hours getting my hair blow-dried straight, and she fucking burnt my my neck. Cause like that's like she you need to have straight hair because if you don't have straight hair you can't go on the stage. It's like what you know I have like really nice curls, so that kind of just bullshit. And we have to fight that plus being like the best of the best. So I don't know. I feel like once you go through that and you're so young, you're you're 20, you're just like wow. People are like always gonna judge you. People are always gonna be like they want it. Like people want to see pretty people. Like people want or they want to see pretty people and like applaud or they want to see the not like you know like the I'm gonna say underclass but like. The people that aren't like we have our instagram models right now right so everybody's who the kardashian body and anybody that's not like that like people kind of like why don't you have this and why don't you have that so back then it was like this it was the same thing it was like the exact fucking same thing
0: Yeah, so. i mean here's the thing a lot of people watching this are going to be dudes right and so talking <laughs> about these so kinds sorry, of guys. issues no this is important for me right so like get this kind of content out here right like the idea is and you got shut out the curls because they are lovely and they're wonderful that's what I it love, is I love but yo, so much. do you know that i, I don't that... sorry can you repeat that sometimes it cuts out
1: i said i say like my real hair i save like you know that's like that's when i get to be quiche like lorelei always has pink or blue hair or gray hair but like my curls like my really like that's like it's too authentic to show right now
0: <laughs> i like that um, but what I really love about it is that you shared some really interesting, I guess we can call them truth nuggets of knowledge. I don't know. They're really powerful, what you just said. Like, it's really like, really? so I never sit there and think about what it could be like to be a 20 year old girl and to be in a world where you're doing a literal beauty pageant and then you're being judged and commodified and objectified and shit. Now I've had a couple it's
1: horrible. of, I don't wish it on anybody it, so, it was, and I didn't have social media back then we had, like I looked my social, my Facebook account was created in 2007. So like, that's when things were really like, you know, happening for Facebook. people started joining a lot. So like, thank goodness, because like, if I were to do that same pageant in this like day and age, like, it just, it's not the same thing. Like, there's so many, like, people will just troll you for no fucking reason. Like, I didn't have to worry about trolls back then. Like, I was doing my own thing. And like, there was no internet trolls. There was no bullies. I have like, you know, real face bullies. So like, either I saw them at school or like, they're going to come to my house. Like, no, no, no one does that. So I don't know. It's just a whole, it's a whole new age. If I were to do the pageant nowadays, it would, and actually one of my girlfriends is doing Miss Universe actually. And she did this whole promo video. I'm just like, wow, we didn't do that back then. Like it's so, it's, yeah, it's like, anyway, but, just just so like, <laughs>
0: but like for me, when I hear that kind of story, right? I try to think about my life and I try to understand more, right? Because a lot, so here's what happened. I started doing an interview show, and in November of 2020, all of a sudden, people saw me as a guy doing interviews, and uh, and not to say I wasn't doing stuff before, but holy crap, have people hit me up in the DMs in a way where if you were to replace a uh, link with a uh, dick pic. It is exactly what you go through. So I'm starting to have a small scale version of what that feels like with the same kind of guys who probably would just send those pictures, is how I'm relating it to people. So I kind of like, I'm starting to have these little pockets of moments where I'm like, holy shit, what do girls actually have to deal with? So, you know
1: what's up? It's like, guys go through that shit too. I didn't know that, but I talked to my guy friends, like, yo, like, I get like, they don't get vagina pics, but, like, they get, like, girls, like, eh, blah, 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 like, I can't even, I'm, I, I'm sorry. I didn't know guys, like, I didn't know girls were that aggressive, you know? I thought guys were the aggressive, guys are the predators. blah, 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 blah. No, girls are just as fucking bad, you know? I'm sorry, like, I've seen the messages. Girls are just as fucking bad. They just don't talk about it, you know what I mean? So. That's
0: fair. Um, I am but- honest, like,
1: I, I, I would love to be, like, a, a men's right activist, because I feel like they don't, like, they're getting walked all over over this craziness, but, like, they're like, I don't know, man. Like, it's just not fair to like be like, oh, girls have so much problems online. Like, guys have problems online too. You know what I mean? Like, it's just a different ball game, but it's like the same kind of effect. Like the same kind of energy it takes from you.
0: I mean, there are differences, and I definitely get what you mean when you say the men's rights activist things. Um, it's one of it's those like, terms that's kind of a weird one because unfortunately, know, right? the what loudest like, proponents men- of it. Have...
1: I'm a menimist.
0: <laughs> well, it's more like. The, the the truth is, is that everything included in what they want is just included in feminism. So why is there a separate term? But that comes down to like a, a language issue. So now I that, mean,
1: that comes down to black lives matter, we have to say feminism because we have to fight for so much that we want It's the same thing. Like we have to say black lives matter, and make it so like, because like we the only time we get to fucking speak out is when something crazy happens. We had to make a movement that really said like, yo, black lives matter So feminism, like women's rights matter you know and i which, agree with that and i think but here's know, like... the
0: thing i can tell you without details because you know it is what it is that being a white guy has gotten me into certain moments in life that were advantageous to my success of
1: course uh,
0: so that's why the men's rights activist thing is kind of weird because it is in line no, with the witch houses i'm mostly
1: talking okay I-, I don't like racist or whatever but i'm talking about black men because i see these that's problems Black men and it fucking pisses me okay, off. Okay,
0: so let me tell you something I learned that on that subject. Um, and I don't know how truthful it is or my- to the degree, no, no. but just on this, no, this is real shit. Listen, if anyone wants to get mad at us for talking about real shit, that's their issue. Um, In my opinion, this is me. some powerful <laughs> stuff. But I saw this stat that there's this trend, and I don't know to what degree where older black ladies will take advantage of younger men because they feel lonely in exchange for things like housing and food.
1: PS5s? <laughs> I saw the meme.
0: <laughs> no, but I mean, it's a real thing that actually happens in certain communities. And it is effectively, like, we're talking like 14, 15-year-olds sometimes. Oh. And no, it doesn't ever, like, get talked about because of that stigma that, well, they're dudes, so it is what it is.
1: But we're getting past that, thank goodness. I didn't even know this existed. I, I, I know that... Yeah, um different types of races older women and we'll go after younger guys. I didn't know they were underage.
0: It's just uh no? it's more but, prominent okay. in certain hoods in certain communities. Uh like the like Are you serious? Ab-
1: like are like are we are we dead serious? Like these are like this is like enough like the there's statistics. <laughs> statistics.
0: I don't have hard statistics, but I mean No, I don't want it. them but like there's
1: enough issues yeah. like, there's enough there's enough
0: like for- where like it's a trend that's unreported and people like i've seen hints of it in multiple sources i've seen hints of it in books i've read uh related to like urban life in the hood because yeah you know, I, I went on this like crazy reading spree and then i started noticing things where like check it you have a situation get... where like you have like 15 16 year old guys that have nowhere to go and you have these lonely older women and so they create like almost an exchange he makes sure there she feels comfortable.
1: Picture this, that's a white guy, I know, but like that kind of thing where he's like, um, uh, he, you know, he does the groceries for her, he like fucks her, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But like, it's, I think it's called Spread. And it's about like a younger guy with an older woman. And like, but they're both white. And like, that's why you say black. I'm like, really? I I, didn't, I, I
0: mean, I was more, I didn't see it as prominent in other communities. I don't know that it's not. I'm saying this is the only thing I ever saw that if I were to Google, I'm pretty sure I could find things on in particular. So I'm not. Saying this from a position that it's not a universal problem. I'm saying I don't have I've never encountered it much for all I know it is a huge problem and nobody's talking but, but,
1: about but it But dude, okay We have we have Madonna who just dates like people younger than her son Then we have that whole Jada Pinkett thing, you know that guy was super young too. women are always dating younger men But we they don't get like and I, I got Mac because like if this is a guy it wouldn't be the same thing Okay, yes, we already know that because guys are just known to be more predatorial but like, I'm not saying that women can't be. It's just like there's more men that are going to be that way than women, so they get more of that, like you know, that shine, that that bad shine. But uh, it doesn't mean it's not happening. I just never thought it was a community thing. I never thought that there were underage. I think under it's age. linked I, I, to
0: poverty. This 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 particular issue is linked to a poverty stricken really? situation, where it's not like. And, again, I don't know a lot of like I'm, – I'm trying to be as vague as possible so that I'm – because I don't want to go ahead and say some shit after where, like, no, people you're like, are, like, Hold you're and said like, this shit. <laughs> no, it's not about people even. It's a shit where I've seen people post about it on Facebook. I've seen multiple – and it's always black ladies posting about it. And so it's not like I'm trying to, like, make this up. I've never – I've just never no, I mean, seen it coming from other communities. But, yo, are you still with us? You just disappeared video was. Yeah, I know it's –
1: my iPad iPad's gonna die, so I'm just gonna charge it. Give me one second to find no the charge.
0: And again, like I'm not even judging I actually the situation. Just for this interview. <laughs> Like, to even, like, just add to it, I'm not trying to cast judgment or say what's right or wrong. I'm just saying on the idea of equality, this is an underreported thing, as I understand it, that nobody really talks about. And even to that end, like, just just shit that people aren't aware of. Like, you know what the age of consent in Quebec is? It's fucking 16. It's still 16. It changed in 2008. I remember that because I was in Sejap, and then I've looked it up since because people didn't believe me. But in 2008, the age of consent changed from 14 to 16. So as much as people have ethical issues with things today and now, legally, apparently, I'm allowed to go and date a 16-year-old as long as i'm not in a position of power over her i'm not advocating it i'm saying this is what the law currently says right like i'm not interested in that i have like yo i've reached that point where like a 20 year old i'm looking at them and i'm like you look kind of young when did that happen when did i get that old that you look that young oh man like that's where i'm at with that shit. it's not like attractive to me i'm stating that that's actually quebec the place we live's law i mean there are like
1: our history that's nothing but that's but that's actually great you know if you know the history of Quebec, you just that's nothing
0: these are just like that's yeah. nothing but anyway i don't mean to like, like dwell like on this too much
1: prostitutes here like that's literally what they did they're like here's some prostitutes go make some babies we're gonna give you some extra money we need to populate so i'm not really surprised that this is happening here
0: yo that's like a real thing that's how like we got populated back in the days of like the old days
1: no, no, for like I'm dead. One thousand. You can check it up. Like that's what they did. And also criminals. Like you can um go to jail or you can go to Quebec because <laughs> it was really cold here. No one wanted to come here, but they wanted population. If you're gonna, if you're going to um take over a country, it's called you need to assimilate, which means you need to go in there and just take over. Like you just need to fucking like, take everything off. That's why religion was so fun. Like, it's not. Like I loved history. Like I, I, actually still love history. So um yeah, that's like that's how. Yeah, Quebec
0: <laughs> I just want to say, to me, this was a really cool tangent. I mean, I know it's like a big topic, but I think it's important for people to discuss topics like this. And I think it was okay. Um, but we can go back into more like, you know, Laura Lorelei's story okay. time. <laughs> um, but I know like, I want to hear about your, again, because again, we did talk about it before, but for everyone watching, let's go back to high school. Let's say you're you're finishing that up. You do your pageant. And then go
1: back to high school. I Can't mean, after down.
0: after the high school part is done, what happens in your life? Tell us about that period of your pre-music. Okay, so
1: I era. told you I did miss I graduated high school in 2005. So then I did miss in 2007. And then, um, I, like I told you last time, I just, I, I can actually explain it better now. Cause I listened to the interview and I, I know what I want to say. Like, Amazing. I would just hop around to jobs. I would get bored. I was like, I don't want to do this. Like this is boring. I had a couple of jobs where I really, really loved them, you know? But I was just hopping around for so long, and I actually had like I had to say the home base. So I had a company that I was working for that I was just like you know every every year I just could go back to them and do like six months whatever here and there. I was like more like a temp, but like everybody loved me there. Uh, but besides that, like I was just like I was trying to find like what I wanted to do. And actually, when I became an artist, I had just found a really good job. Oh my goodness, I was you can even see my lives from last year. I was so fucking happy. But then uh, being an artist took over. But besides that, like I was always just trying to find.
0: Yeah, this is like, a, like a what eight year period of your life that you're like it's like into 20, such a short amount. To
1: like 2018, yo, that's like yeah, like at least 10 years, like just trying to find like the right like what what makes me happy, what what's gonna, because like I was content and I could have stayed content forever, I could have like it would have been great, like I had a great boyfriend, I had, everything was going great, but there's something that was missing, you know, and I was just searching for it, my entire fucking life man and then i got into the studio with sky and then i think it's our third session together i was just like yo like that hole is so fucking filled yo like i don't have to fucking worry about like i want to i want
0: to definitely get into the music (laughs) part but you i I think there's a lot of benefit in talking about that 11 year soul searching period um I'm like, sorry. i know i know it's maybe not your favorite period of life but yeah like not. to be real i, I didn't think it even st-
1: who i am but like i just like you know like I, I like the high school i like the college but like the whole you know what you don't know want because it makes my mom upset you know my mom wanted me to just have a job and like climb the ladder and i know i didn't make her happy in that way so jumping around from job to job like i don't like ta- i don't it's, it's crazy how it has that effect on me but i don't like ta- i'm not proud of that
0: i'm, yeah, I'm not here's proud here's the thing but I, like a lot of us actually went through what you just described and that's why it's interesting to talk about for me at least because yo my parents were very much go to school get a job and you know why and i was talking about this with don data last night okay so this exact topic was explored with Don data and it has to do with the fact that like our parents and stuff grew up with an information set that was very not driven by google right so they just had the news and the government and things we grew up in a very different world and part of that is like um as an example of just how fucked up stats are uh, i found out in the gucci main book that atlanta or wherever he was uh yeah you can uh, atlanta was under reporting crime stats as in people were calling the cops and they were just not registering it as stats in order to make sure that the olympics could go down so when you think about the fact that this Stats our parents grew up on are are in some ways falsified. You can understand that like the information they were fed was maybe of a more brainwashing variety. So they were fed this narrative. But the problem is, is that uh, the truth is, a university degree didn't guarantee us jobs that were amazing and great. And like, but back that... in our
1: parents they did they did back in absolutely our absolutely did. did. But when different. we got
0: there, listen, I'm at a company for 10 years, and I'll love to my company. I would not change where I've been at, and I'll love for them, but financially- I probably have taken a bigger hit than I want to admit by not changing companies, which is nuts to well, think okay. about. and
1: you can no longer like in the new generation. You can no longer go up the ladder. You have to go um, I'm like how do you call this like movement? You can no longer like in your company. You can't go up. You have to go to another company and go like this. That's the I only way. I got blessed. Go
0: up. I'm like the exception that's to that like I go, went up.
1: I totally believe you on that. Like I read a whole but article in, on. in general.
0: Because I didn't actually change. So here's what happened. And I'm not saying this again. No disrespect to my company, but when you're in a company, the only way to really get a raise is promotions, not your end of year shit. Your end of year shit's going to be kind of static. It's usually about two and a half percent. It's the average salary in Canada. It's meant to deal with inflation. You'll also get a bonus, but the reality is, is you really get salary adjustments that count for shit when you get promoted to a new position with new responsibilities. That's when you get your 10, 20, 30 k kind of raises in life. So. The truth is when you switch, yeah, (laughs) that's true. Lateral is how you move up. You have to kind of pivot.
1: The company that you're with, are you serious?
0: Yeah, it's okay. Uh, No worries. This is, this is the Twitch experience. This is why people come for the ride. I'm so
1: nervous because like I'm using my iPad because like, I think I can use probably my phone just like it's not the greatest camera, but like I was saying, so they were saying like, if you're already in a company, they're going to be like, okay, they're paying, let's just say they're paying you 40 grand and they want to advance you to, like, a new position, you're going to be so happy that you want to, uh, that you're getting advanced, that you're not going to notice that if you go to another company, they're actually going to pay you more, because that position, like, it's, like, it's more, it's more levels up than you think, but when you're in something, it's, like, so hard to see the outside, so that's why they say you need to, like, uh, make lateral moves, so, mean, like, you you do your time at, like, a company, and then you just go to a better, you go to a better position, like.
0: No the only the only thing I can tell you is I get about thirty five paid days off a year and that's the payoff for ten years at a company. Uh thirty five paid days off a year is fire plus vacation, like the normal holidays. So I, are I you can t- lit- are you Jewish? Yeah. No, I just have five weeks for like being there for ten years. And then hey, I get okay. five personal <laughs> don't days. Don't
1: go anywhere, don't like stay where you are, do not leave. See that that's what dope. I'm saying.
0: I just want people to know that there are things in life worth more than money to me. In that regard. So that's part of why I stayed. Because when I actually got into salary was around when I hit my five years with the company, and then I got these extra vacation days. And I was like, wait a second. Yo, these people have two weeks off the year. That's like amazing. Then they like changed our like so our sick days evolved to personal days. So I am allowed to wake up, be in a bad mood, and not go to work. I'm allowed to just do that.
1: at my company, we had like um five sick days, five personal days. I said, no, I want all personal. And like, because nice. I had to do the Jewish holidays, but I couldn't, I didn't want to take a sick day for Jewish holidays. So I needed more personal. So I said, hey, like I need my 10 days to be personal. No questions asked. I'm not an asshole. I'm not going to fucking like, you so, know, like take a day off out of nowhere. But I needed that because like personal is like, I don't feel well. I'm going to not go in.
0: So, I mean, yeah, I, I'm, I'm Jewish personal. though. I think you asked that, but I've never really practiced. I grew up Christian. So, for me, it was like my mom's Jewish. I was snip snipped, so I have a Hebrew name.
1: No, I have fucking idea, yo.
0: And so I'm a, I'm a Jew in that regard, but then I grew up Christian, and then I didn't really care about it until I was in my 20s. I actually forgot in my teenage years, and my dad reminded me when I brought a girl home. He's like, he's a Jew, you know? And I'm like, oh shit, I <laughs> am a Jew. That's yeah. a real thing. Because, like, my mom changed her name. Like, she went from uh, Goldberg to Roy at that time. But my mom's a, Wait, Goldberg. You're Goldberg? My mom's a like Goldberg. a Goldberg? My
1: mom's a Goldberg first
0: i love that show um and then yeah and then i went to israel uh when i was 26 you did birth, birthright right? i did because i was working for the guy who was dating the girl who picked the people
1: yes we spoke about this yes, yes,
0: so yes. then i went to israel and i got to do the whole thing and it was fucking dope and shit. but yeah so i didn't actually need days off for that i just wanted days off because i'm a workaholic so i need that time off that's what it is <laughs> Um, But I think it's interesting that, because I know like maybe part of this is kind of like hard to talk about for whatever, but like just the idea that you had to take 11 years to figure out what you wanted to do. Do you know how many people I know that that's not, like that's such a common thing. That's not the abnormal. That's the normal.
1: No, no, you know know what the normal is? Never finding out what you really want to do. We're so lucky to find our passion. I'm actually very blessed. As much as it was 11 years, I, I would give it all, like, you know, some people live their whole life, not knowing what their passion is, not knowing what love is, not knowing what, like I'm blessed as much as it took me 11 years. I do it again. Cause I'm, I, I'm, I'm finding that inner peace that I needed. So.
0: All right. So I feel like
1: normal, uh-huh. is, as normal is not finding what you what You're good at normal is living a, you know, like what society kind of wants you to be like. Like that's what normal is like me doing this. Like at, like at my age, like somebody even messaged me. They're just like, I can't believe you're doing this. Like, wow. And I'm like, why do you say that like well you're so old i'm like what (laughs) but they were giving me a compliment and they were trying to tell me like i can't believe you're doing this at such an older age and i was like but you know so i I know that um (laughs) i know that my age is a big deal but it's just like so much fun having a
0: yeah i I,
1: I love cooking before like i used to love cooking so much and i still do but i don't have that time to be creative anymore but i thought like that was going to be it like i'm going to have kids i'm going to get married i'm going to cook and like i was good i was content and then I found fucking music, yo. And I was like, like, mind blown. Like this is, it. everything changed. So I'm how,
0: how did you actually get there, right? Like let's say if <laughs> we were to extract from Lorelei's story, like uh, so how do you get to the point <laughs> where you're like, I, I'm going to actually choose to pursue music. Cause yo, I actually empathize heavy. I started at 25, maybe it's not as late, but it is still fucking late. I'm 33 now. And I absolutely have every intentions of releasing another 10 albums, at least before I'm done that minimum.
1: Like till I die, I'll be like in my deathbed and be like, like my bars, like hashtag bars, my deathbed.
0: But that's it. It's like, it's part of what, what I do now. So for me, that age part is also really interesting because we are in an era where you can just kind of at an older age, start to pursue music seriously and actually build. Cause you built a lot in the time and is And we know what people don't necessarily know. Jay Z and D M X were both twenty seven when they really, really started to push. That's the not- First,
1: of all, I fell in love with D M X like I think it was like a month and a half ago when I saw his live. Like I saw like the the verses, I fell in love. I was like, yo, I love this. He's and he looks so healthy. But it's just like a side note.
0: You just I, was, discovered X.
1: Or like I saw him on the verses, like wow, this guy is not scary. This guy's like, you know, he's like so and Snoop like I. Who cannot be in a room with Snoop and not be cool? You know what I
0: mean? But anyway. Well, first of all, DMX <laughs> is in my top five. Just that's how I much know. I love this guy. So, like, for me, it's like I'm, like, 12 years old and my dad has a DMX CD, Volume 3, and then there was X. And Party Up was a huge fucking tune. I don't care what anyone says. I love Party Up since I'm a fucking kid. <clears throat> so,
1: so no, like, like I all love of DMX. my high
0: school is memorizing DMX lyrics. That's, like, a huge part of my high school life.
1: There's like I I don't know why. I think I had a mixtape or something back in the day and I was listening and it was a DMX song and like you're gonna tell me which song it was, but he says, I'm not a nice person. (laughs) What you really want (laughs) that
0: song. That's what's my name. I I can tell you, it's what's my name. I'm not a nice nice person. person. (laughs) (laughs)
1: It's so dope. Like I'm not a nice person. I'm like,
0: all right, cool. But I, I, cause you know, I actually called myself HSR at first. I had to rechange it because there's a beat maker named HSR. It is what it is. Really? You got there first. Well, I wanted my own Spotify, so I renamed myself to Holden Stefan Roy. Um, yeah. But basically, I, I looked at it like DMX. To me, was the coolest shit ever when I was like twelve or thirteen. He was like my favorite. And then, then I
1: did part of it. Was, then, of it
0: was yeah, the action movie run he is. did? I so out.
1: Because I would really appreciate him for real. But, like, I know he makes you his... Sure I know he's in
0: the top all the yo, time. Yo, DMX had five number one albums in five years, okay? Huh? Who? Had, Beyonce? D- <laughs> DMX what? had five number one albums in five years. He did he two is? in 98, one in, like, 99. Wow. In that era, like, DMX was, like, so big. But as Jay is saying, you were more into UGK than DMX. And I couldn't tell you shit all about UGK. <laughs> That's Jay the truth
1: know.
0: Sham on you. I I know who they are. I know like a few of their tunes. Um I can I I really like international players anthem part two. That song's a banger. The
1: most commercial song they made, yeah, no problem.
0: It is what it (laughs) is. I try to do my homework. There's a huge like whole world of music out there. I love southern rap. Don't even get me wrong. I love what they do. I just never got around to getting into it. Like
1: I went to Houston, like for my thirtieth birthday see now you guys know i'm over 30 so for my 30th birthday i uh I, I went to houston i just went by myself for 10 days my girlfriend lives in Dallas, she came down for the weekend but like i was there for 10 days i was like this is what like when i think music and i think expression like as much as i think avril and billy when i when i think like houston rap i'm just like yo they're really they're putting themselves out there and like for me it's like the code means something like you know like not snitching and all that shit like and they live it like they fucking live it it's not some fucking Takashi 69 bullshit where people no they live that code and for me it's like I need to feel something like that. I need to feel like there's rules, you know? And for I, I went down there and it's like I got to meet a really cool rapper there. I got to meet Killa Kalyan which is my favorite and we hung out at a we hung out at a um what's it called a a hookah um a hookah lounge. He's like meet me at the hookah lounge I'm like hooker lounge He's like, no, hookah. And my girlfriend's like, she's like, hookah with an A, a like, A H. I was like, hooker? <laughs> but yeah.
0: That's amazing. We
1: actually ended up hanging out and it was uh, super fun. Super fucking fun, yo. Houston's like the shit. Like, oh my goodness. Don't even get me started.
0: That's amazing, though. No, for real. I'm, I'm a big fan of Houston because of K-Rino. k is one of my big interviews. He's uh, a guy in Houston that people probably should know more about because he's like, yo, Eminem level lyrical, but like, oh. he's very positive. But, like,
1: I am lyrical 10 years ago. I'm lyrical now. There's
0: a big difference. <laughs> when I say lyrical, I mean the ability to use words in an impressive fucking way to compose poetry that is just out there and fucking insane to listen to. I, like a talent tier where it's hard for me to say who I actually like. Our to more. Are,
1: um, logic. See, I, For me, it's like, easy to
0: go joiner and logic are a tear down. Like that's easy for me to say. I don't actually enjoy their music that much. I feel like they're extremely good at what they do. I'm just not that into it. I'm not. Am I hating? I just don't think they're that good with poetry in the way that an Eminem is with the way he uses. I, words.
1: I think it's like I think Eminem is consistently a good lyricist. Where I feel like those other two artists, they're gonna put on an album and the overall is like, hey, okay, yeah, you had some really good lyricist songs, but like Eminem, like no matter how much you don't like a song, he's always bringing that like that emotion. That mm-hmm. So K.
0: Reno's rock. last album came out in December. Um, I, I can't remember I, what it's called. I'm
1: not new stuff i I can't no no, i'm just
0: talking about this guy k reno he dropped an album in december and it made me feel better about life i listened to it and i felt because yo it's it's really smartly like it's got a story progression across each song so it kind of carries a tune it explores black history black pain and it kind of ties that into healing by the end of the album And that's the type of shit that really attracted me to Kay Reno, where he did like 46 tracks across four albums that he released January 2019, and all 46 tracks were about something different. And that's when okay. I said Kay Reno is a master at this shit in a way that a lot of people are not. Right? Because there's, 46 that's
1: like, tr- there's their own category, though. I feel like people that are like that are super talented, but they're not people I need to think about competing with. You know what I mean? Like Not competition. They need the he's just, just amazing, got like- me
0: really into Houston more, because he's from Houston.
1: Like me like I don't even I don't even know him, but like I'm gonna obviously Google him when I'm off this call. But um, I guess he the actually I said, his, YouTube channel,
0: his YouTube channel, his YouTube channel validates a lot of what you're saying. When he talks about the Houston scene, when I see the love in the Houston scene, when I see how they interact with each other from his end of it, everything you're saying holds true in my opinion. From what I've seen of the Houston scene, it's
1: it's it's ridiculous. It's it's like the love out there. Like I made a song about Houston, and I got love like from people that are like you know on levels that we we're not even reaching here you know what i mean and it's like they're just like yo like we we love that you wrote about us like that's just like they appreciate and it's like they're just and i'm gonna say they're more real because like you know we all have our definitions of real but it's just like they they really get the the, the struggle the grind like because that is so fucking hardcore what they do with their like you know their creativity and their emotions, like it just means so much more to them. I find in a certain way. So when I say like, "Yo," I shout out Houston. And I make a whole fucking song about. It, they're like, "What?" And you're from Canada. Like, what the fuck? One guy's like, "I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to cross the seas to get to you." I'm like, "There's no seas. Like, we're really next to each other, you know." But like, it's just that kind of vibe. Like, they're yeah, just but super that's dope. such
0: an interesting knowledge nugget in terms of just basic music marketing. Let's tie that back into you know, how that's actually a really smart tactic people can employ. I have a
1: good conversation about that, actually.
0: But um, what you, cause one of the things I've noticed is some people are really into outreach marketing in different and creative ways. So I was talking to a few people who have done stuff like, yo, know, first I go to the city and I meet people. Then I go and I bust out some open mics and then I go back in full force and I put my fan base in first. So in a sense, right. you admire this scene and you probably have some desire to integrate into it in some way or another. So you make okay. a song, you make a song about it in appreciation of it. And that catches the attention of people there, maybe people who have significance, and they're like, "Yo, say what you want. This girl fucking likes Houston. She exactly. likes us. She's they're a fan of down. us."
1: They're they're just like, "Whoa!" Like they're just like, "I can't believe you took your time to write about our city." Like, oh, "Thank you." Like that's, that's the a- kind of like how they feel. I'm like, "Sorry, I was writing. You know, I write about all kinds of stuff." And me, it's like, I don't like I I love the love I'm getting, but at the same time, I'm just like, I'm just being natural. They're like, "No, no, thank you." And it's like, okay, cool. Like, I can be myself. I can do what I, like, it's just that kind of energy. Like, they just, they, they're they just so down for it. I just, in Montreal, we, I keep saying, like, if we work together, for sure, like, someone's going to fucking pop off like Drake. Well, if we stay separated, we're never going to pop off. Like, it's not going to happen. People are, people are coming together
0: off. these days. I All can right. say on the so subject like, of Montreal, there's a lot of negative energy that used to exist. And in certain Facebook post it's communities. It's getting better. But maybe certain, i'm
1: making better friends <laughs> I don't
0: know. but it's it's where i was gonna kind of say it's algorithmically i was associating and only looking at one pocket of the city and i wasn't actually looking at the city and this is where facebook kind of hurt me a little bit so for a long time i'm sitting there with the same negative Nilies being a yeah. negative nilly for the longest oh. time Meanwhile, I wasn't learning about how Don Smooth was, like, the first uh, black DJ to get a radio show and did a whole lot for hip-hop. Meanwhile, I wasn't learning about how Pre-Chancobia was writing Walkley fucking anthems in 2006, or that fucking Shades of Culture opened for Backstreet Boys. I just, instead of, like, trying to learn about the great history of the city and trying to see all the amazing things happening, I was focusing on all this negative. But right now, what I'm seeing is, um... I want to
1: talk on that you were focused on all the negative because that's all you could kind of see because you weren't like not like you weren't allowing but like you just weren't it's so rare to see that good so like you get all this neg- that's what happened to me in my first year you get all this negative and you're just like what the fuck you start acting in a certain way as soon as you fucking clear that noise out trust me i've gotten so much like amazing like feedback just because i'm being a dick like, we talked about it i'm not expressing myself so much online anymore you know what i mean and it's bringing so much more um good vibes you know super fucking good vibes
0: it's, it's huge like it to me it's huge like i had to change a lot of myself to achieve the goals where i'm at now Fuck
1: yeah Fuck yeah man if you can't if you look in the mirror and be like there's nothing wrong with me everybody sucks like no no you suck like you need to look in the mirror and be like gotta fix it like you know i i don't i i had a lot of flaws like i had a lot of and i still have them you know but i had to get <laughs> to, to be an artist like the, that's why I say Keisha and Lorelai because the way Keisha acts is not the way Lorelai fucking acts you know what I mean like Keisha is like she's a doll she's amazing and she's emotional and I was portraying too much of that emotional chick online when I just need to be like an artist I need to love what I do I need to talk about music I need to be involved in music I actually deleted anybody that was on my Instagram that wasn't in music I deleted them I fucking deleted Yo, them. I'm
0: like I actually did a similar things. thing so recently
1: I'm music, so I need to be distracted by anything else I turn on my Instagram for music. My Facebook is a bit more complicated, but Instagram is fucking music. So if you're not doing music, get the fuck out of here. (laughs) Not in a mean way. Just like, I don't have time for it.
0: No, I actually... I'm so
1: mean. I don't mean to sound mean. It's just that I have a goal. Sorry.
0: No, I really appreciate what you're saying because um, like I said, I was looking at my Instagram and I was looking at stuff and I'm like, I don't even know some of these people. Like, I don't even know who this person is. Why am I following them? And then I basically went through the list. I removed about 150 people. And I, if, if I don't know you, know you, or you're not related to music in some way, I wasn't sure what the benefit yes. was in yes. terms of me having there. And then I realized after a couple of those people still followed me, and I said, oh, shit, was that bad? Is that like a bad etiquette? I don't even know the rules.
1: You know what happened to me? And I'm not going to name names. I'm not like that. I, you know, you actually, you know that, like, I don't like to name names. um, I don't want to name names either because we are
0: live and can't edit this.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, I'm like, don't. So funny, you know that. Um, So there's somebody in Montreal who's an artist, you know, and I was following them, and uh, they, uh, they, you know, they're just—they're not really consistent enough for me, like, to be like, wow, you're, you know, uh, you're someone in music. So I unfollowed them, and they sent me a message like, hey. I know that you unfollowed me. I'm just like, well, this is the weirdest shit because I like, honestly I was I, honestly I was kind of bitching out because I was like, wow, I didn't think they'd notice I unfollowed them, and now they're calling me out on it. Like, what the fuck do I do? And I had to be honest. I'm like, listen, like right now, like I'm really just trying to do music shit only, and um, I don't really feel like you know your energy is like that energy that I'm looking for. So that's the only reason why I'm, I'm like not following you. But then I looked at the messages.
0: You still with us? It's okay. It's the live. <laughs>
1: i have like five percent left i'm gonna to switch to my phone but i was like I, I looked at the messages and the last message i sent that person was like hey love your new single fucking amazing yada, yada, yada. like yo let's go and they didn't even respond but i unfollowed them and they sent me that fucking shit i was like what you know and like i really like this person so i'm not going to be like an asshole. but it made me kind of realize certain things like yo like choose your role models choose people like re- be careful man because like you might, they may seem like they're really down, but at the end of the day, like you, you send them a message saying you love their track. No response. You unfollow them. <laughs> You're like, what? I would so expect like a thank you from like the, Hey, I love your track. And like, I'm, it's amazing. And I can't, you know, like I love, I, mean, I,
0: I I don't I, know. Like, I don't even know oh, what the right, right, I don't know what the right answer to that is. Like, you know, thanks no for the bit space. I'm just
1: saying a story. But and, like,
0: I think it's interesting. Great
1: and I, I really like them. I think they're awesome. But for me, it was a weird experience. So it's was like, dude, as an ar- I'm fucking telling you you're dope and you don't say nothing, but then I, I follow you out of like your five thousand six thousand. and now you wanna talk to me? And you no, know, you you should have talked to me before when I was complimenting you. And maybe so if you that... would have talked to me, I would have not fucking deleted you. You know what I mean? But
0: that's like, again, interesting because I'm not saying like it's not about right or wrong. Here's the, tr- the truth about a situation like this it has a lot to do with how you feel. As a person and your experiences with it and i think sometimes we don't understand how uh, our actions are interpreted like in we different don't. ways so we like fuck- here so like Sorry, i'm bad I, at humor I I right so like so i'm terrible at these online jokes like people make jokes online and inherently mm-hmm. i'm an asshole so i don't assume the best in people which is on me it is what it is um oh. uh, uh, so basically what ends up happening is I sometimes misinterpret people's jokes and then they get really mad at me because I take their shit really like seriously. And so like I can kind of just relate to a lot of what they say is, you know. Are you about to do I your switcheroni? I'm
1: I the most misunderstood person on Facebook in our group of like 500 people because I'm usually hilarious and like joking. But people take me as serious and I'm just like, no, that was a joke. So people kind of think that I'm more like bitchy and more like mad than I am like a lot of the shit you think i'm mad at it's literally just a joke like i'm just like having a blast
0: like laughing my ass off mm. so, so i, I totally get i that. was going with that but at the end of the day as much as we put a, a certain energy into the world or we respond with people in a certain way the truth of a situation really boils down to uh impact not intent I, that's how they kind of put it in cadets uh, back that, in the day it,
1: intent for sure
0: Well, like, so, like, people may feel a certain way, right, and, like, whatever, but I think it's just important for people to consider that, like, you look at a moment, you may not think anything by not responding to Lorelai's, like, message saying, what's up, but that could be perceived a lot poorly if you don't actually take the time to say things, because, yo, if somebody actually takes the five minutes to listen to your fucking song in 2020, that's a huge gift.
1: Thing is, I'm going to stop you on that, because I actually, I called that person out, I said, listen, like, it's really funny that you're messaging me now because I just messaged you like how good that track was. And it's like, if they would have approached me like, Hey, thanks so much for like liking my track. Like, why are you deleting me? I'd have been like totally different chick, yo, but you don't even acknowledge the the, the message before and just like kind of get mad might like, not get mad, but like, kind of like question my unfollowing you. It's like, yo, acknowledge them. The, the message is there. And then I'm, I'm complimenting you. So at least say, yo, thanks. There is nothing like that nothing like that it was straight like why did you delete me but like not in the mad way like not in the they weren't they weren't like why they were they asked me politely but like how do you not acknowledge the fucking like love I just fucking gave you like if you could clearly see it so for me I was like yo I don't I can't really mess with that kind of energy because like as much as you have I if I have something to say to you and it's mean I'm gonna do my best my fucking best to make sure that it comes out the most um like the best way possible. So if you've happened to write me before, I'm like, oh, shucks, like thank you so much for like liking my song. By the way, why did you like you know, why are you deleting me? like, you know, And then we could have a conversation that's like super fucking organic and like natural. But if you're just gonna come at me and like ignore, like ignore like, yo, I, I don't know. Is, is it ego? is it what is it?
0: I think I think there's a lot of people out there um that are bad at politics now you happen to have a lot of experience in corporate america yeah. okay, <laughs>
1: okay now, i've yeah. been
0: working in corporate america for over 10 years of my life and the one thing i learned was office politics which is really similar to street code weirdly enough there's a lot of similarities that's what people i'm don't saying
1: want... people don't get it there's a huge link
0: um i listen to griselda records Uh, about selling crack and I hear the business advice that they're giving in their power bills like to me it's like yo that's how you sell software yo they're telling me how to sell software better and I'm like yo let me take notes Chris although you fucking spitting some game right over here so there's like a lot of but in terms of how you deal with people um, like a lot of people are very blue collar with their shit but this is a white collar world now in terms of like what a lot is happening here you are in software land we're doing software shit. all the money is
1: silicon valley
0: <laughs> so like if you want to deal with rich people there's a different etiquette in like series of ways like the hardest part that kept me from getting promoted was how i talked to people and basically as soon as i started talking to people different um they're like okay you're ready now son and i'm like yeah no it's definitely like- <laughs>
1: there's definitely a way to talk to everybody like I deal with a lot of different artists and like we all have our issues you know like and I'm always super careful and I try to get to know them to a certain extent so I know how to speak to them so I have one of my one of my artists that I like that I've worked with is like super fucking gangster and just has no time for jokes and like I'm all jokes you know so like it's a really weird relationship we have but I have to understand that like he just didn't grow up like me he doesn't a joke to him is fucking his life you know what I mean like so I have to kind of get that, like, his mind is not shaped this, like, the same mm-hmm. way as mine is. But I totally get having to adapt to people, just like being in the business room, like in a, in, a, in a conference, in a conference room. Like, you have to just, you know, sometimes you have nothing in your hand and you got to pretend you have fucking everything in your hand. Like, that's, you for know, me, you gotta it's adapt. like, you
0: I have adapt. to. I find myself having to remember a lot of the time that just because i have a lot of experience managing projects and dealing with complicated workflows and complex amount of details doesn't mean that everybody i know does right like it's actually like a really fucking hard thing to do right i
1: forget i forget that people are just not as experienced in life as me and i you know i have to i have to stop myself because it's just not fair i I can't i even about racism okay so like if you're like over 60 and racist I'm not going to be that angry because like I don't know your life and that's you know shit happened back then like and you were formed and you were like your brain is shaped if you're 20 and racist you need like go fuck yourself you know what I mean like you have all the knowledge possible to not be that person so you have to like kind of adapt to these different people you know what I mean like it's you can't blame someone for following the rules that existed their whole life and then all of a sudden they change and you can't you can't get mad at them like you hope they change and if not whatever but they're dead soon who cares the 20 year olds that's what got to focus on like our generation people who are still growing people yeah. who are still able to think and 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 shape their minds i feel like after 35 like you know you can't they're,
0: they're adapting like they're, i mean like you you, I, you
1: already know what's going
0: on in life <laughs> i'm watching the older cats slowly start to open their eyes but it's taken a lot of like i think people more- like like our generation challenging the older ones to do it like i don't want to name names just in case man's ever watches it but there's a colleague of mine who i go back and forth with a lot and we'll discuss stuff like statistics and and this and that And and then as we go deeper and deeper into the conversations you know over years he's able to like acknowledge that it maybe isn't so much a race in his mind it evolved from being a race issue to a class issue and as long as we call it a class issue he's able to accept there are systemic problems against poor people so I'm saying that's a yeah. huge evolution okay yeah. we went from this shits exaggerated to okay I don't want to acknowledge yeah. the race part but at least we can tell that the system hates poor people cuz yo I'm like dog I grew up on welfare dog I'm telling you we didn't have the same fucking life dudes <clears throat>
1: I hate when you show people facts and you're just like you literally show them like the facts and just like no no I'm just gonna go with what I play. you're like okay come on and they're young you're like okay come on if they're old no, you're like I, whatever I, I like I, know, I'm I totally you talking about because it's, it's it's good to understand that maybe the way you grew up isn't the right way and my favorite expression is just because you've been doing it um, just because we've always done it this way doesn't mean it's the right way like it did that's, that's literally my life like just because we've been doing this the same way for whatever amount of years doesn't mean it's right. It just means we've been doing it for that long. It's been working. It means well, that's that why
0: I think like, better. um, you know, about the phases of industrialization, right? Where like factories came in and fucked up the whole world. It could be heavily argued that with COVID uh, changing so much so drastically, we are officially undergoing the third phase of industrialization right now, where this new technological digital world is not going away. I'm not saying I'm right. No. I'm saying it no, can be argued. I'm- and here. if you look at other stuff like vr and what's coming um there's this idea Dude, that
1: you're absolutely fucking right bro like this is the, th- the yeah you're yeah for sure it's 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 a new world like it, it's i'm sorry i i love technology I, i'm scared of it but i love it it's, it's changing really cool. everything like you have your fucking fitbit that's gonna be like yo like you were here and there and like i even mentioned on your post i was like they found so many murderers on my shows like with their fitbits because like we didn't have that back in the day like it's just technology is taking over. We have self-driving cars. We have like, what is that guy put a Tesla in space? Like we have all this crazy shit that just wasn't happening. I want to put a, a car it's, in it's, space. It's, it's a new stage. It's, 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 I can't even, I don't even want to know where we're going to be. I'm scared of 10 years from
0: now. Oh I'm not she scared at like, all.
1: What are you doing in 10 years? I'm like, I don't even fucking know no. you.
0: Yo, it's check it. So I'll give you like what I think is coming. So, I'm, we're on Twitch right now. Part of the reason I'm on Twitch is because, I mean, Spades is just flossing a little bit, but he's throwing pennies at me like we in a strip club. That's literally what's happening. All those, I don't know if you can see the chat, but he's throwing, he's throwing pennies pe- at me. That's literally what's happening right now in my chat. He's throwing pennies at me like we up in a strip club, and I'm getting pennies thrown at me. I fucking love it. That's all those yep. little diamond things like, in the chat. Please- <laughs> But the fact is Twitch has like this integrated culture where like um, You can subscribe and there's money attached to that and you basically create this subscription model where you create a connection with your fans, right? And basically what that means is if you think about how software is being sold It used to go from being licenses to an ongoing subscription that gives you an experience over time You always have the newest software. You always get all the newest advances. You're always in that club now if you think about the evolution of music um we're moving into an era where you can just cultivate 100 200 paying fans and fucking like live off of that like there's no reason I you can't do that
1: that are like i've made a lot of good friends who are people maybe you do not even heard of that are living off their music okay mm-hmm. they're fucking living off their music and they're super popular in australia or they're really like good in like one genre like i know somebody who's a battle rapper like legend and like they're just living off of that like it's That's like super I mean, you just like, it, 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 that's what I say to people. I'm like, I don't need to be fucking Beyonce or Rihanna. Like, I'm super chill being like, um, I was going to say Nora Gray, but it's not that. Nora Jones. Like, I'm super cool with that. Like, I want the niche. Like, I want people to actually love my music. I don't want to be like, one day I'm hot, one day I'm not, because reader does not like me. I want people to like my music. Like, it's super important to me. And there's money in that. You sell merch. You do your tours. There's people that only tour like once every two years. And they're still like, just and they, uh, they songwrite. right. like that's what i want to do like that's music to me yo. i feel like, being like that marketable pepsi bottles is not that's not for me
0: i love it um and i just wanted before we talk about something you just triggered that we have to talk about i just wanted to continue my little vision for the future cuz i think it's uh interesting um so with everything you just said imagine are you changing your phone is that what's happening
1: no i'm like i i got my camera my camera on my laptop is like fuck yo but like my phone's gonna, it's like 4%, but I also have to go peek. <laughs> and- All right, so you know what
0: I can do? I'm gonna throw really- up a Be Right back screen. Patience, we switch devices. So, Sorry. Um, yo, you look wonderful. I'm looking at you on the stream and it's not, it's a lot smaller. It's not like the same as on a big blowing up situation. I promise. Oh. Everything's good. Everything is good. But yo, so anyway, with the idea of what you were saying there about making money out of different avenues, like I was talking to Don Dada yesterday and he was describing like virtual reality. So imagine this situation, technologically speaking, they have to like make it all wait like 15, 20 minutes while they're doing their backend bullshit. So imagine during that time as a store and you are browsing through the store and you look to the left and it's Lorelei merch and Lorelei teddy bears and Lorelei this, Lorelei emojis. I mean, that, that's a fucking fascinating way to look at what the future of technology actually brings to the table in terms of opportunities for monetization. Then effectively, you just need to be able to get enough invested people to your space, this little place that you're going to create in this universe of internet that is going to yeah. transcend social media. So it's like, yo, you're absolutely touching into it. But yo, you, you were telling me the last time a little bit about this very creative alternate source of potential revenue in your life as a songwriter that yeah. is different than focusing on being an artist and I believe what you were telling me at that point it was, it was so interesting that it was harder to even focus on being an artist because of the level of opportunity this provided for you so why don't you talk to us about that part of your life and everything going on there i'm
1: i'm, I'm honestly not exactly sure what, what i was what I said that would have sparked um, that but I could just talk about songwriting because it's like maybe yeah, you know, maybe that's what you're talking about. So it's about like writing um, songs for
0: others lucky. and stuff.
1: I've been super lucky when it comes to um writing and being an artist. Like when it comes to my beats, like whenever I made a song, I'd always reach out to the beat maker and be like, This is what I did. Like, how do you feel about it? And um out of like, you know, the five, six people I reached out to, I'm like super close with like three, four of them. And one of them actually, um, my songs are like so great. I I I get so emotional saying it because like my songs are being shopped to artists like real artists like not real artists okay mainstream artists are like hearing my music and they're saying like okay hey, i don't want that song because obviously it's not bought yet but like this in that room it's at the table so i'm making money like that i do hook sometimes um i you know i, I charge like for a hook and uh it's a it's a it's a better i would say it's a better way of making money but it's A faster alternative way because it did really, especially during COVID, like no one's getting paid for shows. No one's doing that kind of stuff anymore. So um, as a songwriter, I'm really lucky because I don't really mind um, as long as the song gets out there. So I don't care if it's me that sings it, if it's somebody else, as long as the music's out there and it's healing the world, like I don't care. So I'm writing all day, every day. I got songs for days. I got bars for days. <laughs>
0: okay. So tell us a bit more about like how you got into like going from I'm just writing for Laura Lie to, oh shit, I can have my songs being shopped right? around the big names. So weird.
1: Um you know what's funny is that like I always say like I was, I want to be a rapper when I first started and all this craziness, but like honestly I wanted to be a songwriter. And it took people to um encourage me, like, no, this these are your words. You need to sing them out loud. You you need to be the one that delivers this. And I slowly became an artist but I always wanted to be a songwriter so I've I've always taken that approach when it comes to dealing with beat makers and people and uh it's just it it, I can't even say like it happened at the same time at the same time I was promoting my music people were trying to buy it so I kind of fell into that and then I fell into the right people and like you know one of my one of my friends like signed a universal and this is kind of how it happened and then I met someone here in Montreal who like works with people in LA and uh yeah, they just uh, they like the vibe because it's radio, you know. But what what makes money nowadays is radio music. So, it, we we touch back back on that, you know. Making radio. Yeah, but what's music.
0: interesting in what you said there, and it actually again, I'm not, I don't mean to keep going back to Don Dada. It's just that shit was happening like like yesterday for me. But um what he was saying is he put out a beat packs all year and he literally yeah, I get beat told beat
1: packs. Oh, I love them. Sorry. But
0: like he told all the artists out there, listen, steal my music, release your songs. If you put it a remix, I'll approve it. He's oh, like Just who do did it. this, sorry, I
1: missed it. Data. Okay, okay. Let's try to stop it. And
0: that guy has some very good beats. So he's like literally, if you wanna take my beat, you see the nom- name on Spotify, call it a remix, put it through your Spotify, I get a ref share. I'm okay with that. I'll approve it. But um, I guess what was interesting was in your story was that you said, I always reached out to the beat maker and I contacted them and asked them if they were cool with that, which in your life then turned into a bigger opportunity to be able to have it. Like when she says shop songs around, what she means is she's that person that gets a whole bunch of beats and then she writes a bunch of songs and then that literally gets passed around to like famous fucking people. Like when-
1: (laughs) crazy. I
0: can't believe it. Like this. Kelly Clarkson I think sold Rihanna Umbrella as an example. Like that's the kind of shit we're talking about. I might be wrong about that. But I'm I, pretty sure. Sh-
1: I don't know the umbrella I know the SOS story. I know the I don't know the umbrella story, but I know that that was her big that's what catapulted her. I know SOS was supposed to be Christina's. Uh, yeah, so I'm super, I, okay, I, look, know I might
0: Kelly be Clarkson. wrong about the specifics about that, but I know that Kelly Clarkson has written some banging tunes. Sia yeah. is an example. wrote a uh, lot of banging yeah. tunes. And I don't just mean yeah. for themselves. I mean like she's for the goddess, other so let's people. Let's not
1: even get into that. She's like
0: she's unhuman. She's like she's a she's incredible. She at the very least understood like 2014 to 2018 pop music better than most people.
1: She made a whole album. It was called This Is Acting. And it was all the songs that were rejected from other artists that she like, she's like, I'm gonna write a Rihanna song. So that fucking song um Um with Sean Paul. She had a song with Sean Paul. I forget what it's called. Yeah. It's um. And that was for Rihanna. That's one of and my Rihanna's favorite like, songs. actually. like, no, no, we don't want it, whatever. It became a fucking number one for her. So like, yo, suck my dick, Rihanna <laughs> <laughs> kind of thing. Like Rihanna's a god, you know, but Sia was just like, sorry, it was number one hit and I gave it to you and you said no. But it was like Pharrell, Pharrell and Happy. Uh, Happy was written for fucking CeeLo Green and he was like no and for I was like, okay, he did it fucking song of like what like The year like the century
0: (laughs) It is a pretty huge song writing is so
1: important writing and that's why I say like It's different like we talked about internet technology like 15 years ago when I was listening to the radio and I was hearing like Britney Spears or whatever. I was like, oh my god Britney wrote such an amazing song I had no way to get the knowledge that she didn't write her song and the label not going to push this shit write like that. They want her to be the artist or whatever. So now we're in a, we're in a generation where I can fucking Wikipedia any song and find out who wrote it, where the credit's at. That's where songwriters are having their power now. And like, the thing is, the Grammys don't even have songwriter of the year. They don't have songwriter of the year. The Junos do, the fucking Junos do, but the Grammys don't. And we need to have more, um, you know, more accolades to, to work up to, because we're being ignored. And it's it's not the time to be ignored anymore. Before, when people didn't have the knowledge and they didn't have Google, okay, no problem. But now we know who's writing people's songs. We know Britney don't write shit. You know what I mean? Like, so. Yo, song it's so interesting
0: that you say that because um, I have this theory where over the next decade, producers are about to snatch that throne. As in... It's going to become producer tapes featuring a highlight of rappers that become the classics more than the shit the rappers put out is my theory. I might be well, wrong. We see that
1: with house music nowadays. We see that with Tiesto. We see that with David Ghetto, We see that with fucking Calvin Harris. It's all their beats and the, the, their idea but a fucking girl or a fucking group of people like making that beat popular. And it's never like one artist. It's like, you know, we have like Nicki Minaj on one. We have Rihanna on one. We have fucking Sia on one. Like for sure. It's a, it's, it's a beat maker in a, song, a songwriter's world right now yeah, I'm in at the same point.
0: I like, was wondering, like, makes- yo, imagine you did something like just hypothetically, you start a Twitch channel, you start going live with these tracks, and you start writing these tunes live on Twitch. Hypothetically, at this point, it's not like anybody owns that shit, so it's not like a huge issue, and shit only stays on Twitch for a month, so you can easily delete it after, oh, right? Yeah. So, like, this is going to be, we're going to have it on YouTube after. Like, we're going to make sure it's permanently put But now
1: my, I don't like the, my camera on my laptop is so messed up.
0: I know, it's, Sorry. but listen, like, that's guys. why, but everyone is, like, understanding. It's not exactly. Really? because it's okay. these times look if this was like perfect world times of 2019 where like everyone had higher expectations for shit it's all good but yo we're sitting here on new year's eve shit's not open it's red zone fucking covid times we're not even literally allowed to go anywhere or do anything or buy anything i saw your post about buying stuff and you were real yo. mad about meeting. it's all heat i got
1: from that one person <laughs> whoa <laughs> whoa
0: um, but like what I'm saying is, with that in mind, I don't think people are gonna be sitting there going, "Oh man, the camera isn't fucking perfect." Like, I would. My camera is supposed to be, it be like I looking would. aight. But your camera is allowed to not look as eye. You also started with a bigger camera. We tried to troubleshoot it together as a team, and now we're here. We're keeping it alive. Everyone gets it. It's all good.
1: i'm gonna gonna fix it like i can't like i'm i'm just not gonna say i'm i'm thinking in my head how do we fix it so sometimes
0: we are bound by the because it's a pixelation issue you're facing on your webcam camera i'm not i feel like it's a fucking because you know what i do i i was telling
1: you i taped my camera it's a fucking black mirror yo i'm not like tell us about that
0: tell (laughs) us about what happened there because that's some genuine concerns other people probably felt i'm curious
1: I don't know, man. Like, that guy, it was called, I think it's, like, Dance Again or something, the, the episode. And he gets caught on his, he gets a virus, and then his camera goes on, and then it records him doing some, like, fucked up shit. And then uh, they they threaten to use that against him. I'm not afraid of all that, but, like, I just don't want my cat. if they could, like, uh, hack a camera that easily, I'm just not trying to, I walk around naked in my room sometimes, like, I'm not trying to put it on the internet, so I just tape my camera. So I feel like the tape, like, the glue is, like, it fucked up the lens, and that's what's going on
0: that's totally to be honest cool. i'm keeping it real <laughs> but yo in that if an, on an internet security tip you're actually spitting some facts like people can hack your camera like i'm just kind of i don't care a lot because it's not my bedroom I'm, I'm not actually naked in here a lot <laughs> it is what it is um but uh like yeah it's actually a real thing to be concerned about uh people do do that i mean I play it like there's a lot of people on earth. The statistical probability of me getting clipped is pretty fucking low. But it is a real thing that really does happen that people should be concerned about. So it's not unnatural and it's totally cool. Um, honestly, though, it is what it is. Sometimes uh, the tech fails us and we just got to roll with it. Um, but, like, it's still crazy to me that you're able to be in a position. I remember the last time you were here, you were talking about how literally you had a beat pack of, like, 40 beats that you were going to run through. Go to yeah. Sky Sky Beats' his crib, and you were, like, the only person that got to go to Sky, because he was open for, like, a day, and then it was, like, fucking closed again. So like, The whole I world know. of Montreal. The love I felt, I was like, yo, this guy loves me the same way I love him. Yes,
1: <laughs> you know? And then like, when I went there, I said, it's funny, because we have, like, the same dog. Right, like just by chance, like just fucking by chance, we have the same like GP. And um I said to him, I'm like, I'm gonna make our doctor prescribe you as my fucking antidepressant. Like, I don't take antidepressants, but he's always trying to give me them. You know, you're depressed, here's some meds. I'm like, no, no, prescribe me, Sky, you know, like I'll it's even it's less expensive than antidepressants per month, you know what I mean? Like just send me there, like you know, four hours a month, and I promise you I will not be depressed. Like I swear, he's like everything, like I don't know, man. I went there and I, ha- I was there for two hours. It's just like my 2020 was it was worth it. Like I love being in that environment. I love being with him. I love creating. But, I always yeah. say like our talents like they make love.
0: <laughs> I love Sky's talent and the energy he provides. But what I was trying to like I guess emphasize is what you were actually doing there. You weren't writing your own music per se. You were oh no, you're talking a- about Marker.
1: You're talking about Marker.
0: Oh, was it murker? I went, oh, to, you went to Sky to do
1: that. Yeah. Okay, yeah.
0: I got confused, but I do know that yeah. you went to Sky at one point, and you were yeah. like, "Cause I saw it no, in the story." I
1: know like, I did a live. People were like, "What? He said not I wasn't open. I was like, "Oh shit, mother!" He didn't. He didn't even say anything to me. But people came up to me like, "Yo, I thought he was closed." And I was like, "Yeah, he is closed." I just went okay. there like, mm, you know, I didn't want to like. So the live's already up.
0: I guess, yeah, it was Merker you had gone to at yeah, that Merker. point. But yeah, tell us about that oh, pack thing, what you were actually doing. Because I just want people to know, like, in more, like, I might be redundant to you, but I think people don't even know these are options available to them, which is why it's worth sharing. Well,
1: I, I, you know what? I, I didn't know either, you know? So I happened to meet somebody who's super chill, who's on the NTL scene. And, uh, you know, um, he has connection. He's like a, I don't say he's an agent, but, like, you know, he, he's a manager of some artists here. And, uh, I made connection with him and he sent me a B-Pass. and he's just like, see what you can do. Cause he heard 21 grounds. He said like, you know, like that's like a, I like it for you. Like that's a really good you album. But like, I want to hear like what you can do as a songwriter. And it's mm-hmm. funny. Cause I took, so, I took emotions and so, like, and feelings that I would never want to express as Lorelei, but they're in there. I got to like, actually like write songs that like I never want released on, under my brand for this person. And like for like, I wouldn't say for this person, for this person to show other artists. And it was R&B, you know, so it was like, um, it was very challenging and really fun. And I went to Merck and I didn't tell him who it was and because like, people know who this person is, so I didn't tell him who it was. And we just worked on it and... um so I'm just thinking about it, because it, it was such a fun experience. Because I did some really... I did some tracks that like Ice fur. If I were to release them, I'm just like, it's just... I got to express no, man, myself no. and... Things, I got to... It's an opportunity. So I do it on beat, and then it just gets shopped around. Like, what happens is you, you do a song on a beat, and they send it out. They send it to labels. They send it to this. So they're gonna be like, oh, we want, um, example, like Rihanna style song. It's not gonna be for Rihanna. It's gonna be for some people under her that are kind of doing that same like vibe, like the umbrella, like um, like a Rihanna's the umbrella, and then we have like the other people underneath her.
0: Mm. So um,
1: I was writing for people like that. It was, it was really cool.
0: But what's cool about that, in just the knowledge nugget kind of sense, is a you're practicing. Yo, yeah. one of the more interesting characters in this city to me is Travis Bryant, and when I talked to him, he told me how in the morning he has, like, writing exercises where he tries to bang out, like, six tracks. Whether he uses them or not is not the point. He's just always writing like that, which allows him to become— Yeah, he's always writing. He writes every fucking day. Really? Um, Yeah, like for real he has a catalog like these whatever his release schedule is I don't know But that guy wakes up in the morning and does writing exercises. Like, actually really inspire I'll be honest
1: to you because I hate being like this. I'm not like I'm not really happy with this person Um in general, he said some comments on some shit one day I wasn't feeling it so you're talking about I'm just like, okay like I want to listen and I want to be like I want to be happy but like I said I'm like
0: Fuck no, that's go. fair enough <laughs> I'm Like Fuck this. he has a uh, he's he a very vibrant to me, you
1: know what i mean like i can't do with he's that. a
0: very vibrant personality but he's talented I think
1: he's talented more, but he's well, nice
0: we can person. still learn from the fact that of oh, he's able to bang that out and there's that commonality between you regardless to whatever that's i kind just want to
1: explain to the people watching my face because like you can tell know. i just want to explain to them like listen i i'm I is have it? to tell, you know, you I have to be right. Not
0: everyone it. has to like everybody out there in the world. Of we course can... not. We and like, you know, a comment be... on a
1: post is like, Eight months ago, that meant something. You know, it's, it's,
0: it's everybody's just, lives that's are. That's why
1: weak. I just wanted to explain why my face went like all weird and shit. Because like I, you know, I don't, I don't want to see un, un, unreal people.
0: I have to say he's been very helpful to my life, and I have a lot of respect for oh, him. Oh, I saw and that. I definitely I saw that. And uh, Don Dada, I know he's him.
1: working with him. So I, I knew when <clears throat> I saw him interview with you a couple, of, maybe a couple of weeks ago, and then Don Dada, I knew they were working together at some point. So I knew yeah, there was, there
0: was a correlation because basically Travis Bryant made Don Dada sound super cool. And then I basically was like, yeah, I got to talk help. to Don Dada. But then help, I know, help. like, you know, like, it's cool. Like, I'm sure Travis could have blocked that if he didn't want to, you know, like, I'm sure he could have done something. But instead, no, nah, I went live and he was mad supportive. Travis has been sharing my shit. Nine months ago, it's a different world. We've all kind of you know, evolved. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll be
1: honest with you because I want to clear it up so people don't think I'm some kind of bitch. I, I did a show and I, I I actually hosted a show for just women. Like, you know, um, the one, the one that you were at, actually, the one actually I met you for the first time. And he did a post afterwards, and he was just like, the only people that were real that were there was, like, Talia and, like, some other person. But, like, I'm not even trying to fight for myself. There was a girl named Audrey that was there, and, like, Audrey's, like, signed to a major label now, had a bodyguard with her. And I was like, how fucking dare you fucking diss the people that came out and performed for free for a charity event? And, like, the way he commented just, like, made me not feel good, you know? That's the only reason. Like, that's, like, yeah, no, that's the honest truth. Like,
0: I can say like, having talked. Nothing ta- else so with I- that. I met him twice since then, and all I can say is a lot of our vibes have changed this year.
1: Of, that's why I'm, that's why I'm telling you it was nine months ago, and this was the situation, so cool. I don't want cool. people getting confused with anything else. Was, this is literally what it was, and that's why I have a like a uh, feeling. But I'm not saying I don't like him. I'm just saying like the nah, last time I, get, I spoke, I totally wasn't nice. That. <laughs> you I'm know saying what I mean?
0: He, <laughs> um, he's, he's pretty fucking cool, and I respect what you're saying. He's a and cool everything dude. I was is, speaking is, is to awesome. him forever.
1: Like, he's a cool fucking dude, yo. That's why I was so... Mad at that post, I was like, "Yo, I thought we were buddies." You know what I mean? No, nah, so, here's like, why
0: the thing is: is every now and again, he'll, like many of us, we see things on the internet bad. and it <laughs> triggers us, and we say sure. whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, I I
1: know, I'm, I'm, I'm guilty, guilty. So, so I, that's so.
0: probably all it was. You know, like literally. That's
1: why I'm. That's why I'm making it known. Like I don't want people thinking that I have animosity or I have vendettas yeah, I against people. That's why that. I said this is the issue. So if you want to come and talk to me, Travis, it counts, make it better i'm all fucking ears
0: yo <laughs> like listen i mean i'm trying to have all love here that's why I'm, I'm emphasizing to me the way i see it is we're talking about how people evolve too right that's a huge part exactly. of life no
1: of course i'm all about um,
0: that all i had to say was the practice in writing and being able to do something like that but what you also Sorry. said is really interesting was you were able to explore writing outside of your brand i have a brand too right like yeah I know that like my government name and my rap name are identical, but that doesn't mean that they're not separate entities in my mind with, with like, but at the same time, it's like, yo, know, my mom's like watching and shit. Like I actually had to go tell my mom, yeah, I'm going to have a song coming out. And one of the lyrics is make that pussy spray just so that, you know, it's coming ahead of time. Well, you heard me it. at my
1: show. I said, Oh my gosh, I'm singing a song about sex. Sorry, mommy. Like, my mom yeah, was my like first show
0: that she's ever had. You were there and you heard me say that. It was my mom. I'm going to try yo, and disrespect like, her. <laughs> you just sit there and you're like, oh shit, you're putting yo, this on the that internet. Was... <laughs> Mike. So, I once had a line in a thing where I'm like, I'm a kinky fetishist. And then my colleague, like, kind of made fun of me at work a little bit.
1: Oh, really? my girlfriend,
0: Bonnie, remembers you saying that about your mom. She's co signing that in the chat. Exactly. <laughs> yeah people it gets weird sometimes when you think about your brand but then you're actually giving yourself an opportunity to kind of create a whole other series of characters and worlds for yourself and to explore in like a sandbox kind of environment like you know those sandbox video games where you do nothing but explore and experiment for the sake of it like a minecraft or something maybe not it's fine it's a term to like just say an environment where Nobody else sees it. It's just your own world, and you can do what you want without consequences. So, in a sense, because you're detaching yourself, and you're more of a reference, you're able to create this sandbox in a universe of music where, yo, you can be anybody and anything you want to pull out Gats this time. You can pull out fucking Gats on this track because it's not Lorelai; it's whoever the fuck you want to be. Yeah. And I think that's a super interesting that's why I rap. thing.
1: That's why I rap. Like you've heard, you've heard my my raps, like my my uh, my features. I, I have to be like, I want to be angry sometimes. Like I want to be fucking angry and I don't know how to express that in song yet. So I just rap, you know, for me, it's like I get aggression, like, rap. you know, so I totally, I totally fucking feel that for sure.
0: Um, no, fair enough. Um, as far as, as like your career goes, I see you're it's still releasing that. stuff. You just put out a track right, on December 15th. What is your plans for like how are you going to adapt to this new covid world like what are you seeing for the next year for yourself like how are you going to move forward now
1: It's actually to my advantage I'm actually I'm very lucky cuz I um I I kind of like being alone I kind of like I'd rather do this kind of int- like I no except for being you cuz I really enjoyed hanging out with you and it was super fun but I'm so much more comfortable in my own environment. Like I'm super comfy. My camera sucks right now, but like I'm laid back, I'm relaxed. Like I can do this all day, every day. Put me on a stage, I start to like, I just start to get all nervous and the butterflies. I'm like, am I doing this right? So for me, like COVID's great because I can stay home and fucking do my brand from home, which is like the most comfy, safest place I could ever fucking be. You know. Do you
0: uh, you, you did an online charity thing recently, didn't you?
1: Oh my goodness. Okay, so it's called Hip Hop Food Drive. Um, it's actually uh, somebody from Ottawa that invited me to go on and it's six different cities. Usually they go every, like they go into every single city and they do live shows. But this year is COVID, so we did it online. And uh, I was honestly, I was so fucking honored to be a part of that because I'm performing and like perhaps me performing is gonna make, you know, a, like a homeless person eat that night. Like, what the fuck? Like I have that fucking power by just me, doing a set for 15 minutes someone's not going to be hungry one night yo yeah, how
0: can i not tired. be involved
1: in that how can i fucking not be involved in that
0: so <laughs> you performed online from your room
1: no i performed I, see, I, got, I got super bougie i performed online from like where i used to go and practice my sets because i i go once a week when i would be uh, live performing once a week to um there's a place in verdun and there's a place near my old work and just like um a room with like speakers and like uh i guess like a you just where you practice your set you know it's a live studio kind of place and i just did it there i, I didn't get the room i wanted which sucks but um i did it there i rented the a room for like two hours me and my managers went there and we just uh recorded so i i'm not super comfortable in my room yet like i just feel like that's a lot personal i feel like that's gonna you know that's gonna come natural like it's gonna come eventually Sorry, not naturally now it's like you don't really see much you see the mirror whatever but like to show my whole like who i am and like how my walls are decorated it's, it's a big deal so I, I decided to go public i decided to go to a um a uh, commercial space
0: yeah i got a question if you don't mind how expensive is one of these rooms
1: oh for them oh, depends okay so when i go by my because i'm by myself all the time so when i go by myself i'm paying ten dollars flat an hour which is fucking nothing it's nothing ten dollars flat an hour for me by myself because of my <laughs> two managers i have to pay like uh the regular price so it was like 30, 40 bucks a 30, 30 to 40 bucks an hour. But like, we're talking like, there's the, the room I want it, like, is huge. there's like enough for, to have a whole bed in there, there's a couch, it's like super like crazy. We didn't get that one because it was already taken. But there's other it's, it, um, there's other rooms with couches and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, it's like so 40, like between like 25 and 40 regular price. But if you say you're a solo person, and you call them they have it's like 10 bucks an hour
0: so in theory what you can do there is set up your device that's going to stream uh or whatever and do they have like the kind of gear that would be like a mixer of some kind that would let you control the sound or
1: so there's different there's different rooms you know like different rooms have different things but like they were talking about like we're talking about rehearsal rooms you know so um they don't have like some of them have like if i wanted to record my audio whatever they have all that like jazz but mostly it's just to rehearse you know the space like you want to like your dress rehearsal for your show kind of thing. You want to make sure your vocals are on point. So You go you go there.
0: But, like, so let's say you're spitting then your mic. Like, let's say, because you put up a camera then, right? And you're in this jam room. How are you, like, actually delivering it? Is it just like you went live on your phone or whatever and then the sound of the room was just tight?
1: Okay, you want the honest truth? Yeah. yo it was, like, it was a shit fast, okay? So the camera was just, like, not enough quality to need to be um, my vocals were some for some reason they're just like lagged to so, like I was performing but my vocals like it didn't it didn't look like I was thinking it was like the worst fucking situation ever but thank goodness the guy running the event uh, he messaged me he's like yo like do you want to send me your tracks so unfortunately my tracks were playing and I wasn't doing live because it was a choice between like me doing live and like being off in my lips or me having my my tracks play and my lips matching so I had to like pick, you know, the tracks and the lips because yeah, like that's, that's so fucking weird, yo. Like,
0: so actually, like, it I was, really was actually, a, it was
1: a catastrophe, but I, I enjoyed it. It was my first time with my managers. We had a great time. got to know each other. And it was for charity at the end of the day, you know, and I had a blast and people actually complimented me on my set. But I know it could have been better. And I know all the fucking issues that happened. Yo, but but I... like, it was the worst. <laughs>
0: So like the thing is that you're encountering like some really normal shit. Like I I've been trying to solve this what I'm calling the latency issue. That's what you encounter. That's a latency issue. I didn't even know that
1: existed. I didn't even know that was going to be a problem. I was not prepared for that. I was like, why are my lips not moving to my (laughs) song?
0: I'm (laughs) thinking. I had really scandals over here for our interview. And we had just advertised it was going to go live live interview coming and we were going to try and do that and then um, what happened was is it was really off with the fucking voice and everything like the lips were off and it looked like shit and I'm like we can't go live I'm sorry and then we couldn't do it live so I, I started looking into that it's called latency you have to learn how to control your latency um, that is basically like,
1: hold on I'm literally writing that shit down yo Like I can't even deal
0: latency is that like with a T L A T E N C Y so basically what happens is is uh, the different things like your video and your audio and stuff are captured at different rates. So like okay. uh, bits per whatever. I don't know the actual term um, and video is going to have a bigger amount of data processed. Audio goes quicker, blah, 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 blah. So what you got to do is add a correction. So you add a little delay to your sources and it syncs everything up properly it's basically like you're just correcting the sync like that so I when sense. i use obs i have that shit set up and i tested it and i could wrap on beat but check it on zoom it's not like that so i'm doing my fucking live tracks and i'm the kind of guy that spits my shit but then i also have my back lips but then i also have my chorus so for my verses things are sounding okay and then you get to my choruses and oh my fucking gosh it's just like a doubled over almost like it just sounds like shit so many of them everything sounds off everything sounds like i'm not rapping right and maybe it sounds okay to other people but this is just the fucking challenge that we're all facing so currently just to go back to your credit we started making choices like, yo, do I do I try to do the chorus? No, nah, the chorus is there. Shut up, Holden. Let the chorus play. And you know what? It sounded better to everybody on the Zoom. Is it less, like, flashy? I'm not doing my chorus. Exactly. In my heart and soul, I feel like it's a worse performance. But honestly, it sounds like shit when I try to rap my chorus over that double. And I tested it out. And, you know, somebody was like, yo, that was a good move, not rapping over your double. It sounded yeah, nice. You have, to,
1: you have sometimes your own ego like but like not ego like you're like i always want to be the best artist i can be so like i'm gonna look like i'm lip syncing like what the fuck like that's not what i do but i had to make that decision because that was the best thing out of the two options i had you know and it's like it sucks because like it's like a it's a like hard pill to swallow because like that's not what i do like i sing live every single fucking time but like it just wasn't working so i had to make the decision to be like kate you'll play the track in the background and i, like, I fucking get that yo it's it's like You have to as an artist you just have to do what's best for you no matter how much you feel like you could have done better or whatever you know what i mean
0: and i like that about you something you wanted me to bring up in particular was this moment we captured more organically on the the first interview we can maybe release a clip of that down the future so you can see that i was was
1: shocked because you spoke to me for like an hour and a half and then you throw this gem out of nowhere in the interview i was like what you hit me out of nowhere
0: so i'm at the live show right and it actually was a lot of Lorelai put this idea of women into my mind uh women in hip-hop i saw her do a post previous to like there was two back-to-back all-lady shows that happened and i saw her do a post like men never show up to shows and i'm like uh, okay maybe and then I'm sitting there, and, I'm, and at this time, I would have been watching shit like State of the Culture where Scotty Beam is like, black women in hip hop matter. So I started trying to do like reviews of black women, and yo, they don't get clicked on as much. I can tell you that much. Like, they don't. They day don't. Day. It's okay. <laughs> I understand. They don't. I still do them. When I like, I still like, yo, Jean Grey is one of the illest MCs out there. There's quite a few ladies out there that I think are fucking fire. Like Rhapsody's ridiculous. There's so many people yes. I think are dope. So, like, oh, I'm all in that. I but literally then. Just found her. I realized a bit like, yo, I don't actually know shit all about the women in Montreal. <laughs> That's not great, eh? So I went to the show, or whatever, because of your post, and then your show is the other show. I don't, it wasn't the first one I went to. Your show was like the second one I went to, like the weekend after. So I went to that and I saw about like 18 ladies perform with immaculate talent in the city. Cause the one thing I can tell I you. I helped
1: that... pick those ladies. Like th- this all happened because I made a post saying, where are all the female talent? Some guy got like, some guy connected with me. We, we threw a show. He did most of the work, but I helped get like the sponsors. I helped get some like youth talent booked. And I decided like Tatum Quinn, who was like super rock and he would never see in the hip hop scene. Like I fucking booked her. Like, it was so important to see some women. Sorry, I had to say that because, like, I'm so proud of like, just, like, finding the women in Montreal because no one else to know where they are. Me, I mm-hmm. come on the scene a year, and I could find them. But people have been on the scene for 10 years. There's no women. Like, what the fuck, bro? <laughs> Sorry.
0: No, it is what it is. Um, That and something Boucher, something lady, the promoter lady is really doing. Oh yeah, because we
1: had CBC Radio there. We had we had a we had like it was legit. Like the guy that ran it was fucking legit as fuck. We had like food for the artists. Like I have never seen that ever. Like at any other show, like I've never been fed like ever besides that one show. So it was on point. Like we had radios. We had. We had podcasts there. We it was it was crazy. We had no, a lot but of. But there is this
0: just to give flowers where it's due. There's this one lady in Montreal. I just checked her on Facebook to make sure I said it right. Andre Anne Bohemier, and she's doing huge shit. Wait, for women she right no,
1: now. she's She's a uh, um, she's rap, right?
0: Uh yes. André, that's what it says no, here. she.
1: Okay, honestly, everybody. That is a fucking OG motherfucker. I love her so much. You don't even understand what she's doing. She's, is like slowly, slowly just trying to just make our scene hype. Like she yeah. invited me to Family like out of nowhere. She found my song, started talking about it. Like she she's keeping it real and I, I super respect her. Anything I can do to help, I I honestly but, uh, guys, like she is somebody to yeah, to watch out for. She has like three, like three or four different kind of sources of media just for Montreal. Like who yeah, cares that huge. much? She does. <laughs> like,
0: and like, uh, I saw her post this thing recently where she had like 50 female MCs that she was hyping up that were local. And I was yeah. like, yo, this like, cause yeah, just to say on the question of people doing shit. <laughs> I didn't make
1: that list. Yo,
0: that what great. up critical? She she is hype. She really is doing huge things. Like if no, anything- she's
1: a huge supporter. Oh my goodness. It's, it's, it's so great when you meet people like that. Like I just want to make people know, like she's she's not taking money from people. She's doing it cause she fucking loves it. And she wants to see our scene succeed. And those are the
0: kind of people you want to align yourself with She's dope Big facts No, I mean, she's wonderful I've uh, I talked to her in real life I've seen what she's posted around And she's she's really out there Shout out Lamef for being here too Yo, big ups to everybody being here on New Year's Eve Can we just give them all a fucking like little round of applause For being here on fucking New Year's Eve Because that's amazing I'm telling you, this is the last interview of 2020 So that's fucking big times for me at least um, So that's cool um, No, that's really like yeah, I'm impressed by you. I'm just going to say that. Like, you've grown a whole bunch. I'm not even going to lie in the last while. Like, I'm just going to say that flat out. Back then.
1: No, but but I like... say, you have to decide if you want it or you not want it. That's the decision. Do you want this or do you not? And if you want it, you need to adapt your life to make you get the what you want. Point out.
0: But it's cool that you were willing to even do a live show. And then I think just to your credit, a good knowledge nugget is don't be egotistical. Don't sound like shit. If you have no choice but to, let's say, lip sync to your tracks because it is what it is. Yo, listen, man. People are going to remember you on the internet in a way that is not the same in a live sh- Listen, you can fuck up in a live performance at a right. bar. I, yeah, you can exactly, fuck that shit exactly. up.
1: Exactly. No, it's okay. Are- in a week but like it's on the internet
0: for fucking ever yo but yo back to that performance you were at because let's rehash that moment so i'm walking in and i'm with my girlfriend and i know who laura light is at this point because at this time she's going fucking live on facebook every day going to everybody's shows and i have to give her a lot of credit for this because at this time in my life i was being lectured a little bit by guys like urban logics who is now don lennon and he's like yo bro uh fat Joe and shit got love and you would go to people's shows and going to shows is fucking important. And so I saw lorelei was constantly going to people's shows and I was like, alright, fair. I'm gonna make sure I go out of my way to um go to her show. Um and just kinda like check that shit out. Fair enough. So I went to the show and then Lorelai's with her friends and she's all in diva mode. No offense, you just like t- Whatever. like literally like that a little bit and uh i was listening to her because it was really interesting we're talking like she's in the corner doing her thing with her girls and i'm being the guy standing close by eavesdropping is this a little creepy from an optics perspective it is what it is this just the life that we live in but i was listening because i was so fascinated Lorelai was in the room scanning the crowd evaluating her set Focus in like real time Thinking about what songs to play in what order, whether or not she should play over tracks, let track like rap over a full complete song, do an acapella, mix this shit up, like literally, like she was like mix this shit up a little bit, like uh maybe I should do an acapella to prove I can do this, and then I'm gonna make it go like this because I don't think I can do it like that, and I'm gonna make it happen like this. And she, you could see like she was in the room, scanning the fucking crowd, looking at the vibe of all the vibey things. And deciding what was realistic, attainable, or possible to give herself the best performance that she could deliver with the tools at her <laughs> disposal, and she didn't know I was there doing this, but I knew I was going to interview her. So like I was, it was no worth idea. it, yo. I don't know how Nardwar really does his thing, but he's got people. That's he does it. Yeah. He's, he's,
1: he's like hides in the background and listens to people do their like, things. It's
0: gotta be. Okay. It.
1: Even, like the details you're giving me now like are so much more detailed than last time because you was very quick like I heard you trying to plan your set and, like I can't like you your I'm like wow like I really I really do that and I was actually explaining to someone yesterday it's like I had like I always give my set ahead of time and I always have it on my USB like those are what you I, I send it and I'll have it just in case the guys are uh, you know some things
0: I'm like, not comparing yeah. myself to Nardwire I was <laughs> saying Nardwire sorry that's in response to it Nardwire is more like the hero who I want to be like. Okay. Because, like, the guy is so top-notch that I sit there and go, how the fuck does Nardwar do his shit, okay? You saw so, my
1: hashtag, though, on the post, right? I said, like, hashtag Nardwar. You saw
0: that? I hope you saw that. That's fair. I'm just saying that. in regards to Lamef in the comments, you know, it's an interactive show a little bit. But <laughs> I'm not trying I to compare myself. But, yo, Other people, I? I other people, oh, uh, yeah, it's kind of hard if you're now on this thing. But it's more okay, like, okay. The thing about Nardwar is like I grew up watching Nardoire. The dude's like much music and shit, right? Like the dude yeah. is like a guy that's huge. I chain watched so much of his shit. Part of why I want to give love to people is there's nothing more fascinating than watching the look on people's face when Nardwar busts out some random album from nineteen eighty two that nobody's fucking heard of. And I'm like, yo, how can I how what can I get? Now, can I be Nardwar? No. But maybe one day. Maybe one day I can go out of there and like you become that good. You so, <laughs>
1: you
0: it, me. so like that's what I'm saying. Just because like I don't want to also be perceived like I'm arrogant or some shit. It's not oh. what it is. I also study the shit out of Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan does this a lot. This is what it is. He looks you right in the eye and he goes, "That's the most interesting thing ever." To literally everything. Like it doesn't matter what you're saying. Really? That's all Joe Rogan never, does. I
1: don't watch him, so I. That's I his whole move. That.
0: But he basically looks at everybody like what they're saying is so hot he wants to fuck them on the spot. And I'm like, yo, the impact it has on people is huge. So I tried to jack that from Joe Rogan. I like Joe Budden's abrasiveness. I like the fact that he goes places people don't want to go in a really weird, arrogant way i don't know how much i want to be like joe budden but he's worth watching because he's like really crushing shit you know like like i love studying these people because i don't know like i didn't even this is like shit i cared about long before interviews was even in my life i just fucking love nardwarr nardwarr can talk to anybody and it's fucking the thing is like
1: nardwarr is different because like we were like we're talking much music we're talking like this is like one out of three channels we could actually watch to see artists talk about themselves so we get these much music interviews that are just like fucking like so like plastic and just so fake and we get narguar this comes out of fucking north the fucking fat they're just and you see on the person's face like yo this is like real life Where like everything else is kind of just like that generation it was just kind of played out it was kind of like rehearsed and he like, just was like doing his own fucking thing out with his fucking hat and shit. <laughs> like, I can't even but steal. even like
0: <laughs> the, the fact guy. that like Nardwire goes fucking deep with shit, right? It's not just he like, you, like, he does. Like pulls he has he's that. Like,
1: you remember you were a baby? <laughs> like you're like what? <laughs> like that's the kind of shit he does, yo. It's like crazy. like. I-
0: you know that he goes up to all the political leaders and he has this little hip game he plays with them? We're talking from like the nineties no, and shit. I didn't know that. He has Are you this serious? so he did it with he did it with and I was so happy with fucking uh, Jagmeet Singh because he did it with him during his like last thing. And Nardwar no. does this little hip game. So I'm saying to this day, Nardwar makes sure to stay involved in like Canadian fucking politics. I didn't mean, so not... know this
1: shit, yo. I'm so but ba- you can
0: Google this shit. Like hip game, Nardwar pick pick a prime minister. Mm-hmm and pick a candidate of a major party. And like, we're talking, um, there's a couple of people who've refused them over the years. It is what it is. But like, Nardwar is the kind of guy that'll actually show up at like a local Montreal city politics thing and ask a fucking obtuse question. Like he goes really fucking deep with it. Like Like, he's uh, canonized in Canadian politics by questioning Chrétien or whatever. Like it was him that asked him what he meant about swearing and shit. It's fucking amazing, this guy. I anyway, I'm a huge. We need fan people like it. him.
1: We need like the rule breakers, the the ceiling, the ceiling breakers, the rule breakers, just the breaker, breaker chains, you know, all that.
0: I just yeah. like he's positive and educational and shit. You know, he's it's, cool. He's,
1: because, but a lot of people are, but they choose not to use it. He's positive and educational, but he's also just like fucking breaking barriers. He's like, yo, I'm gonna ask a question that no one else is gonna ask. It's like my music. I'm gonna say the shit that no one else wants to fucking say. And as much as I've mm. talked a lot, I've talked a lot in this interview, and I even you know before we're talking about the whole Travis thing, like. I'm going to talk in a way that I, I want to be respected for. Like, this is, like, I need to say the truth. Even if you, you might not like it, but you're going to respect that I fucking said it, yo. Like, that's the way I got to think, and that's what he thinks. He's just like, yo, I'm going to just fucking do my own thing and say everything that people aren't saying.
0: I'm totally happy to move on from Nardwire real soon, but I got one more Nardwire related question. <laughs> what's your favorite Nardwire episode? Like, what's the fuck, favorite man. one for you?
1: There was one, oh, fuck
0: and also you in the chats feel free to throw that in your favorite nardwire interview
1: there was one and he 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 shocked the guy it was oh i don't remember i have to get back to you on that because like i remember like i remember it being like what the because the the guy was just like are you serious like where did you find that you know i remember that feeling and i that's what i want to feel you know like when you told me about my performance i'm like are you serious i can't believe you saw like it was that episode i got to figure out who it was though Sorry, I fair. don't know right now, but I know
0: the feeling, and I know there's there actually is one. So shout out Lamef for throwing out the Jay-Z. For me, it's the Eric Andre one. I don't know if you saw the Eric Andre one, but if you've never seen Eric Andre, he's fucking ridiculous. So Eric Andre does shit when he goes to interviews. Like, he doesn't shower, and he trolls people. And he, the entire interview, Eric Andre trolls interviewers. So <laughs> Nardwar doesn't shower nardwar basically counters eric andre and it is 15 minutes or so of eric andre being out eric andre by nardwar and in that moment he became the <laughs> fucking goat to me because he broke eric andre like nobody eric breaks André. fucking eric andre okay? that's awesome yeah. you gotta watch like this shit like it's f- i don't know if you does don't know me, eric like, andre send, like, send me the link yo because like, it's like for anybody out there that does know eric andre you should check that if you haven't seen it i don't even
1: it. like this thing is like I don't know but I could tell by like I can tell that this is very interesting. But anyone can outdo somebody else. Like yeah. that's just like that's fucking but hilarious.
0: Down to the part where Nardwar made sure he smelt like shit. Because that's an Eric Andre move, Are you so he made serious? sure. He, I'm straight up. That's part. Of, Eric Andre's like, man, you smell like fucking shit. Gosh, what? man! At one point in the middle of it, because he's breaking. And he said
1: it, it? Like, he's, like Eric
0: Andre exclaimed it like you could see him breaking okay, in that moment, that. whereas Nardwire was like, "I'm ready, dog. You think you got game?" I'm motherfucking nardwar. And he, he just destroyed Eric. Like, it, it was amazing. It is like the standoff of standoffs that ever happened in interview land. And I don't think it gets enough love because I've no, never heard anybody else like, talk fucking about down.
1: it. I just see this immediately. I, I just, I, anyway, he's awesome. Like, he's fucking, I don't know what it is. Maybe he has a team behind him and finds all the information. But I really think he just really loves what he does, and he finds this shit all by himself. Like I don't I'm know. sure, like he's it evolved.
0: Fun. He's been at it for a long time. So what I think it is is he's got the Rolodex of Rolodex. He yeah, but he's not even aging right though. People. Like he's
1: like the he's like a white guy that's not aging. You know what I mean? Like he looked the same like last oh, time I really saw it. him.
0: And you have a shout out, Ismail, for bringing up the Nardwuar interview with Weird Al. That was fucking jokes. I remember that one, yes, and it's a good one. I remember it too.
1: Yeah, yes, yeah. Yes.
0: And that just lets you know there are people still with us, Laura. That's how amazing That's this really, is. Yeah, but I don't
1: even know why you guys are still here. I'm not taking off my shirt.
0: Nobody's <laughs> asking you to because your brain is fucking I'm, power.
1: I'm Ked Your I'm
0: brain kidding. is power. You're doing such interesting things with your life. Like how many people can really say, yo, I started getting into music around the age of thirty. And now I'm sitting there shopping shit around The fucking majors, trying to, you know, do my thing I'm an autonomous person Yo, I'm the person skylighting In the studio when it opened up again Yo, like I'm just saying And then on top of that, like yo, I'm self-aware And I recognize that maybe in my past I made mistakes, like oh, you're yeah. going through Like a seven year artist career in like A year and a half, okay, like it's fucking insanity yeah,
1: that, I, I agree with you on that I have to give it to myself, that's the one I don't like to have too much ego, but I am learning Very quickly, and I think that's the, the most important thing is like you you have to make your like what is it um fail fast if you're gonna mm. fail fail fast don't be like oh my god i failed what am i gonna do and start crying i did that in the beginning that doesn't get you nowhere you fail fast okay that didn't work move on to the next thing keep going you know so i feel like that's why i'm able to grow so you know so much because i'm able to realize like hey that that's not that's not working and i can accept it i'm not mad at myself i tried something it didn't work let's go to the next thing let's go let's do this let's do this we have a goal
0: So, what are other things that you want to pursue down the line? Like, what does a 45 year old Lorelei look like?
1: You're gonna get mad at me. No, I want to be a mom. I want to be a soccer mom. I want to like have kids and I want to be married. You know, by like forty-five, I hope so. You know what I mean? Like, if not, like, I I'm not like you for
0: wanting that. That's that's human and shit. That's a no, normal because like I'm supposed to
1: just like like I'm I'm gun ho for like the artistry and I've like already sat like I sacrificed a forty relationship for this. You know what I mean? Like I was about to we were on that trail like until all- I decided to you know live an artist life. So. I feel like if I want that still, I'm, like, you can't want the same, like, you can't want them both at the same time because they take so much energy. So,
0: so, what I've been told is that that's not true. And because I've had this conflict really? for a long time. Now, I'm not a parent, so but I am a Jew, which means the subject of kids comes up a lot in my life. Of course. Um, on top of that, I do look at all of my artist friends who have kids, and I've, over the last eight years of my life, talk to a lot of them about what it is and here's what i understand happens you're about to lose three years to your first kid after that it's you're good and that's what it seems to be the first kid no but here's just what happens to everybody and this isn't what it is it's just you have this kid and for three years until daycare or whatever really picks up It eats your soul and everybody disappears off the radar. This is my observations as a non-parent for about three years. I know when somebody goes, I have a kid, I'm like, you're out, you're out of it. You're just not even in life. Three years later, they all resurface like I'm back. My kid's old enough now and we understand what the fuck we're doing. And then from that point on. They're just people again for the rest of their lives so it seems to me like there is a three-year-ish period of sacrifice with your first kid that you might have to take a little bit of a split priority situation but then after that you're gung-ho forever and then and then they all go and then you have a kid, bro. You don't even understand if you think you care about shit. Now you're going to care about shit so much more. Yo. When you have a kid, you're going to try something. I'm like, yo, if man. the
1: world knows what's right for them, they will not give me a child. Cause once I know that I can, I can't, I don't understand how much I could love something until I have that kid. And like, I'm going to do whatever it takes to protect them. Like I don't even get me started when I'm a mom it's a mom, like it's it your first fucking job. Like it's not three years. It's a fucking, no, it's, it's an eternity was- thing. So that's why it's I'm scared a, of it. I'm scared because I know I'm gonna be like that kind of person. Like once I have that kid, that that's that's what matters.
0: But like, inevitably I love music, but no, they start no, no, no. I going to school kid. and shit, right? And then once okay. they go to school, like... but I want to
1: be home because like I, I see in trouble at school. Okay, I see in trouble. I see suspended. They call my house. Oh, your daughter suspended for three days or whatever. I would just get home, delete that message, like ah, oh, go. I would just, like go disappear for the days I was suspended, and no one fucking knew shit. If my mom was home i would have probably been a different person you know what i mean like I, thank goodness i'm who i am now but like i would have had a i you just need that you need someone to fucking discipline you i was getting away with like murder back in the day because nobody was home everybody wants to make money work i had a single mom so you know like it's different like shouldn't have a husband to like um to provide but nowadays like people like, they they work so they can have luxury right they don't it's not a necessity like two parents work because for the luxury you could easily afford a life on like you know, a basic life on um, one salary. But everybody's chasing money, so we have two people working, no one's ever home, internet raises our children, now the world's fucked. I don't wanna be contributing to that shit. I wanna be a part-time mother, uh, sorry, not part-time, a part-time worker, home all the time, so I can uh, make sure that things are going well. I can raise my fucking children. Like, I'm not gonna fucking trust teachers and students with my kids. Like, they're there, but I'm I'm here to be like, hey, what you heard today, that's really not like a great thing. If you you don't have that, that's why the world's fucking gangs all fucked up. That's why there's twerking everywhere and people are. like, I I'm I, I, no, I'm sorry. I'm old school. That's why I don't have kids. I'm not married yet. I've never been married. I don't have kids. I'm fucking old school. No way. I'm not contributing to that mess. And people are gonna hate me and be like, "Oh my gosh, why is she like that?" That's what I. That those are my. Values. I mean,
0: I, I don't see how anyone has grandstand. <laughs> that's you. my value. No, but like you look. I mean, my my parents didn't have jobs a lot when I was young. So they were like really heavily involved in my life in a way that would not have been possible. And then somewhere around 12 years old, they were both employed. And I'm not gonna lie, I got into a lot more trouble once all of a sudden they were not around in my life. And then, um, so like I look at it, like I can't tell you what the right answer is. I know that a lot of people have a lot of solutions for how to deal with this problem. But it is absolutely fair to say that in the system and the world that we're in, there are a lot of people that are not as present in the lives of their children as is ideal. Now, I don't want to say that everybody's chasing luxury because there's a large number of people. That it was are general. Fact, it was
1: a, I don't think everybody's are, In general, society like cares fair. more about money than they care about anything else. That's in general. And like I
0: would, in general. would say that to a large number of people, it really is about providing basics more than it's like providing luxuries but the problem is is then like you don't want your kid to like be the only kid without and it gets complicated right there's some complicated shits that go into cope like parenting is a peer pressure game that us non parents don't have to play that's what i learned i have a younger brother who i got
1: like i was in high school graduating he was in grade six Mm. so i got to see you know like i know i wasn't a parent but like i was like i knew what he went through compared to my generation you know what i mean so, I get the whole like, I was working at Full Locker actually, it was my favorite job ever. And I always get them new shoes because I knew what it was like to be made fun of for having the same shoes. You know what I mean? Like, I had like one, two pairs of pair, one, two pairs of shoes a, a year. Like, I made sure I had a new pair of shoes every two months because I knew what it was like to be fucking made fun of. So, I get like that's different. I get that it's just, like, I know that it, 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 you don't wanna give your kid too much, but you don't wanna give them like too less, you know? And then sometimes you don't have a choice, but it's I like, feel like in general, like, we are living in a society that doesn't understand money. Like, we have the fucking students, okay? Like, and I say fucking, excuse me, but, like, students were protesting. Like, we need to, like, lower our, uh, our tuition. Like, how dare you hike it? Yo, why are you wearing a cat and a goose jacket? Like, if you're really a fucking student and you're really worried about money, don't be fucking sporting a $700 jacket. Like, there's jackets that do the same kind of shit, but don't have that brand. So, like, come on with me. You know what I mean? Like, it's that kind of bullshit I'm trying to avoid. Like, I don't, I'm I don't want to say
0: I have like McKinley's or some shit. It was $280 and, or, and it was on special unboxing week. So I got it for less, like 150. Yeah. I'm on my third year of it. And it's real warm in the coldest weather. <laughs> right.
1: But like, like, but I think it's a smart decision. I even told him like, I want to buy a onesie, like, you know, a onesie, a uh, snowsuit to stay warm. It's not about fucking being cool anymore. It's about being warm. So like but these students are just like, I need to well, have a can the so... goose to be cool. But like, what about being warm first like and then so you, you make your parents like spend 300 so six hundred and doing the same job
0: so i was talking to with this a, guy from new york and i have like basically a version of this show that i'm privileged right now where it's exactly this but with people in new york and they're often and so this guy's a battle rapper his name is bones brigante and he's been in the scene he's done some shit with grind time and some other shits back in the days um, and he was explaining fashion to me from a perspective that I had never considered before, at least in his community growing up, which would be like Harlem in like the 80s, 90s. So, wow.
1: okay.
0: He's, um, it was one of them. It might be Bronx. I could be, I'm bad at my New York geography. They, they all just kind of laugh at me a bit. I'm okay with that. Okay, yeah, Brooklyn, what,
1: what, Bronx, Harlem were all very dangerous in the eighties and nineties. So we're good. Yeah,
0: so it's just a context setter there. But what was explained to me is in a world where you're not allowed to buy houses and have wealth and really do that. Right. You're kind of just left with fashion. So when I look at youth, it's very clear that we're never like, I can't afford a fucking house in Montreal. If I want a house, I got to leave the city. I don't want to leave the city. So if I can't afford a house and I'm doing okay, how are these kids ever going to have that kind of level of expression outside of the vain materialism? So in a sense, I feel like you have a really valid point from a point of like practical, like looking at it. But then when... There's no opportunity, kind of left. What are you? What are you stuck with? Like, yo, I'm not no, gonna but, lie. My How do you think bit-
1: Laval, All these people. How do you think they're getting populated? And like, how do you think it happened? Like, 50 years or 100 years before? It's like, okay, so we we overcrowd a city. It becomes too expensive, and then we expand. And Montreal used to be this big, and now it's this big because we've expanded. So it's just
0: time. Yeah, that's a like, big topic. The real answer to your question is foreign investors and a lot of other now, big. I worked in
1: real estate, so I know this. I so say, this big, is big my white and collar <laughs>
0: shit's going on, right? Like, look at how condos, let's just take, yeah, you know, she makes uh, just to Don't show you fucking get so... me started.
1: Do not buy a condo. Are people listening? Do not buy a condo. Go buy something that has good bones and renovate. Do not buy a condo. The, the way people do is like, how fast? And how cheap can we put up a, con- that's condo rules. How fast, how cheap. Do not buy a condo. You're not gonna get quality. I have I have someone who bought a condo, they have mice in their fucking condo. Like I have apartment buildings that like, they've been no, up for a hundred years, no mice, because they don't do their um, shit right.
0: There's something right, else to condos. Up. Just to answer an, uh, the bigger question with foreign investment. This so a lot, heart times, heart. a lot of times, a lot what, of times what happens is, um. the condo goes for sale, like two years before it's made, right? So like a millennial, let's say, we don't want to buy some fucking house that we're not going to get for two years. So we don't buy that one. But some guy buys that. And then it's when investors, the condo it's is built,
1: investors that do built, that.
0: and then when and the condo was built, it's now 300, let's say it was 200,000 unbuilt. Now it's 350 built, right? Because it's, it's ready to go. There's a demand for it. The value's increased. It took three years, blah, blah, blah. So now when you flip it, it's actually like somebody overseas or whatever is actually kinda pimping out a whole bunch of people by clipping that extra little bit and the money just kinda leaves. So the landlord makes the initial shit and then some other guy just pulled 150 on that fucking condo. Okay,
1: and, I'll do another thing. If you're gonna buy a condo, buy two years, three years in advance. Did that's what you gotta do. Don't, don't ever buy after it's built. You need to buy pre-built. I'll give you an example for why. I was working at a company and uh we were building a whole like we tore down a bunch of buildings and we we're gonna build a whole new condo thing and uh we charge people a certain amount like this is gonna be the budget and we, you inflate it a little bit you're like this one's gonna cost but like you know what let's inflate it what so, so we're gonna charge everybody for their condos whatever so we do all that and then lo and behold no one tested the fucking soil right so after we've taken all these like you know these apartments like the the preset the pre-sales we find out we've done like it like Fifty or no, sorry, two hundred and fifty thousand dollars to inject concrete into the soil because, um, you know, we didn't uh, we didn't test soil and it wasn't it wasn't sturdy enough, so it couldn't hold the building. But people who had already bought didn't have to fucking deal with that the, the extra surcharge, you know, like so. Mm. If you're gonna buy a condo, buy before.
0: Like, That's actually well. great. Like I feel like we both had like, exactly. I was point. like,
1: because like we got like, no. The boss was like, "How did you not fucking test the soil, bro? Like, how did you?" And they're like, if someone fucked up, you know? And we had to inject literal concrete so the fucking building wouldn't fall down. And the people who pre-bought did not have to pay that cost. You can't mm. just, if you're, if you're sold, if you bought the condo, you can't be like, hey, by the way, we fucked up. And no, no, you have a contract. But yo, that, because that of price. that
0: extra, <laughs> but yo, it's crazy Sorry. about that too, right? It's because of that extra cost, right? So because that happened, the whole quote unquote value of the condo goes up. So now the unit price is higher, no?
1: Nope, it doesn't go up. You're, you're, Okay, For- hey, most of the time, Kate, you see this a lot of times, the house is worth less than the land it's on. But you see that okay. all the time. Like, you go and buy, like, an old house, and it's, like, the, the value of the land that it takes up is more valuable than the fucking house that it is. So it's the same with the condos. It's, like, they already, like... If you're going to buy, this was in, um, uh, sorry, St. Laurent. So where we were buying was like, a, I think it was covert Two, um, covert Two Avenue or like a big like street in, uh, sorry, big street in St. Laurent. So we already had that value. It didn't matter how much it cost us to build it. The land is the value, not mm-hmm. the, like, not the, um, not the building. That's why they say build cheap, build fast. The faster you get it up, the less money you spend, the cheaper you build, the less money you spend but it's the land you're spending money on. That's why it costs much money to do downtown. And you know, like it, slowly but surely we are doing a gentrification. We're done, they put a beach. Like why do you think we did the beach for? Like we're it's we're like is slowly, being slowly, gentrified. slowly to get the, the people out of there, yo. Cause we wanna have like a, a better, that the land is becoming more valuable. The closer you are to downtown, the more valuable your your land's gonna be. So it's the same thing. It has so nothing if- to do with the structure unless you build it yourself.
0: So yeah. if I could just take something away <laughs> Fun from facts. That. So if I can just take something away from what you just said there, um, basically they're trying to expand downtown by gentrifying the price values. Cause you, know, I'm an NDG, right? NDG is pretty fucking But you yeah, had the too. hospital.
1: You saw the price range. So they bought that hospital. My my friend would only sell a condo after the hospital was built and her doubled, doubled in value. So yes. Yeah.
0: And then not just downtown,
1: was- like a major, like a hospital, like major, like, um, I don't know we call it city things like, but yeah.
0: Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Um, just like to give an example, like we're talking about area that is formerly Hood, right? Where I'm at now. And this Yeah, is, okay, yeah, is I've been being, too, but
1: yeah,
0: yeah. But like where I'm at now, honestly, you're seeing it happen in terms of how they're moving the rent prices up and they're trying to yo, somebody told me to rent price two buildings away for a three and a half is like twelve fifty. I'm like, yo, you know do what you I know pay where here, so fucking like... live. You're like next to a subway. I'm saying subway no, because it's a No, I pay. You. I pay.
1: You, I pay less no. than your apartment, dude. Like yeah, calm my down. shit's like,
0: my shit's nice and big though. My shit's no. I have a five and
1: a half. Bro, I have two bedrooms okay. and an office oh, and no. a huge kit. Okay. Like okay. my apartment's way good. bigger than yours, and I pay so, less than you because, like, you know,
0: it's. See, so, that's not like like it's Montreal. Again,
1: but like <laughs> it's to it's find Montreal,
0: that, to find that again is going to be really hard if you were to move.
1: I've was here. i been here for five years, you know what I mean? That's why I didn't move. Like, I don't then, need all the space, but I, I was like, if, if I were to move, I'd like um, my lease was up December, I was gonna pay 750 for a fucking three and a half. I pay an extra 100, I have my two. No, 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 no. You gotta think about, ahead.
0: What I'm saying is if you were to actually look at the price of anything right now,
1: It's ridiculous. Not,
0: it's like, honestly, like a place that's like half the size of mine is going for like two, $300 more than what I'm paying right now. And I'm sitting there going, Yo, it's fucking weird what's happening in this city, like in terms of rent the prices. The key is
1: not to move. Do not, like, you find a place you love, do not move. We have really great, uh, really great uh, laws for real estate. They cannot raise you more than a certain amount of month, a certain amount of year, and you're good. Like, I've been here for five years. That's why it's such a good price. Like,
0: right. That's big facts. But it's weird that we're in this situation where the good advice is, yo, find a place you want to live, don't move anywhere lock Love forever find the good deal <laughs> no
1: when the when the sqdc like I, I live like right next to sqdc wouldn't i be like i could live like i'm dying here like just like build my grave like i'm dying here like i don't need to go anywhere anymore like but, for real like I'm, I'm i'm super i'm super chill
0: but even that probably raised the value of shit in the neighborhood because now don't even know a I even... traffic area
1: i rent so i didn't think of that like i i Dude, the lines have been ridiculous. But you go there, so nah. you know. The lines have been so, fucking yeah, I, I ridiculous re- recently. earlier
0: today. It took a while to get into the store because it's closing earlier for five and it's New Year's tomorrow. Fuck, so, I need to...
1: I don't have weed, y'all. Yeah. I just really, realized I got...
0: Honestly, <laughs> they said they closed the door at five heavy hard. You're not I even gonna be able to get in. It is what it is. Otherwise, I'd be like, okay, I get it. You're not even... There's no way. That line, I guarantee you, is up No, I'm not even coming now. home tonight
1: if I go to
0: that line. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's fucking crazy. Um... Mortgaging is complicated, Local, so it's very complicated. And because where are we gonna mortgage? <laughs> there's nothing in the fucking city, there's not a condo that you can buy that anybody can afford. Shit's like fucking ludicrous for like actual houses and shit. Like, it's ludicrously like- in
1: Toronto. They have like uh co ops, a lot of like co-op, we don't have a lot of co ops here. Co ops are super fucking chill in Toronto, but I guess they What's have such co-op? high like rent. So, co op is like somebody buys your building and they decide like we're all going to live together and contribute and we're going to pay like lower rent because like we're we're trying to like we're not trying to make money you know so you're going to do the lawns or like you know it's kind of like a it's kind of like a condo but like more like friendly like less bureaucratic like less like numbers like people know it's like usually it's like a duplex or a triplex and go into co-op it's just like and somebody I know lives in Toronto there like what was it oh it was eight years ago so it's not really relevant but like they're paying like 500 when like rent was like a thousand but like all they have to do is like be friendly and like you know be kind to their neighbors and like you know bake a cake and like show up to birthdays sometimes like they were just like living in this kind of community where like they bought the building and they're literally paying mortgage prices but like if you can move in and move out as you please as long as you're approved mm. i don't know i feel like That's this is, i love way, co-ops yeah. i fucking love co-ops it's like everybody works together make a better world
0: but, like, even on that note, like, just because I'm always trying to think about, like, how to improve stuff. And, like, nobody really likes the idea in terms of, like, my fucking life. Um, but, yeah, just to respond to locale. So, like, we live in Montreal. So, a lot of people just see your didn't have. I'm
1: so sorry.
0: It's all good. Uh, a lot of people here just didn't grow. Like, my parents didn't have a house, right? So, I grew up in an apartment. And a lot of us just grew up in apartments. Not a lot of us grew up in. A, so, yeah. So, anybody that had a house can. Get their parents' shit and flip it and go down that route. And these people, but they don't end up buying houses now. They get condos, which no, is kind of these are things a... that
1: like exist. Like these are people, like 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 my people, the hippie, like tree hugging people. It's of like love. Like we go and but we like, buy these places and we, we 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 let anybody move like, in as long as they get the interview kind of thing. Like it's super chill.
0: So basically, it just gets to a point where a large percentage of people in this city don't have the equity to pull off that initial down payment because like yo unless you were like hyper frugal with your shit from like 18 to 25 which most of us are not you only wake up later on and go oh fuck, i got credit card debt and so like and then the problem is is that again it's condos versus houses like nobody's affording houses as their first home in montreal
1: okay, if, when you step outside of montreal of course as soon as you yeah. step outside the city so that's yes. the other
0: part of it but the thing is is when you want to go buy a house <laughs> off the island of montreal um basically you need a car now possibly two cars so let's say you want to leave montreal you just added like almost a thousand dollars a month minimum to your life on top of everything else. Whereas by staying in my thing, like, yo, listen, I cycle in the summer, I rely on public transit. I save a fuck ton of money. It allows me to build my business. That was the prioritization I made. But there was no way I could both build my business slash my music career slash all this shit and own a home. I could not have done both those things with my current salary life. Like, it would have been like one or the other. Like, maybe if I didn't have vices and I was perfect with my money, exactly. it would have I was worked out. Like, but that's you like,
1: can if you just don't wanna be happy. <laughs> no, but like, you can.
0: <laughs> honestly, recently I'm in that like salary range where it's possible to do both. But younger me, nah, I wasn't making enough money until like the last few years for real. I would have been like late 20s before I made that kind of salary. Just being like, I feel completely like real. it's not about
1: my sacrifice.
0: Like, no, but like, I
1: never could imagine I'm saying, like, sorry, look, look,
0: I put five figures into my music, like to put that, that's the down payment of the house. So like, I could have done one or the other. Like, it wasn't like I could have, like, I didn't make enough money over the last eight years of my life to do both is I guess what I'm saying. But yeah, that's just kind of what it is, right? Like, uh, so the reality of the housing <laughs> markets in our cities are ridiculous. But yeah, that's all it is. So I just wanted to like put I love that how up. I'm just
1: like sharing these like nuggets of like non music shit and people are like, What no, the fuck? We're gonna start talking about music again. But I actually forgot where like I was no, Lorelai. I, I forgot that lie? I was interviewing <laughs> as Lorelai. I was like, Yeah, Keisha's having some blail. <laughs> I'm
0: gonna be real with you though, that's what makes this shit work, yo. Like yo <laughs> people like look, there's gonna be a lot of interviews in life that are gonna be like, Tell me your favorite music influences, tell me this like those questions are gonna be asked by like the rest of the world. Like yeah. straight up
1: they are let's actually, talk I did, about the I housing like market a, some stuff yesterday asked. <laughs> that was definitely asked like who were influenced you? Who, who are you compared to and I was like okay cool let's talk about that so I'm uh, glad honestly, like we're
0: talking about something else <laughs> local so basically our government sold out to like other countries and nah it's real fucking bad we're all going yo dudes yo the government's not doing shit and it's fucking bad and it's fucking weird actually so like I guess there's maybe like ways to get like tiny bonuses but not to the level that would make a fucking difference yo we are not set up like that it is whack what's going on in our housing market in this city of Montreal, Toronto, a few yeah. other major cities. It's actually really scary, bad. Maybe I haven't been economics. reading enough
1: articles, but like so far, like, yo, if we're going to complain, we shouldn't because Toronto, yo, Vancouver, Ottawa, Seattle. like, no, they, no, we're like still good. we are so, I was but telling somebody. Not if you're what? 20. Somebody was 20, like, yo, how do you have a three-bedroom and you're like a single female? I am just like, yo, like, they, can they come from Toronto and Ottawa? They're like, how do you even, like, I'm like, yeah. I, and then they I said, like, oh, you live in Montreal. I forgot. And I was like, yeah, like, yo, we're good. I'm not saying that it's perfect. I'm just saying that, like,
0: I'm just, because we have a dude in the UK chatting with us, right? So we're just kind of, he's like, yo, doesn't your government hook you up? I'm like, wait, okay, wait,
1: Kelso? Sorry, I don't want to be rude. What was
0: Low Calso 786 said he's in the UK.
1: In the UK, oh my! Yeah. But no, London is the most expensive city in the fucking world. Uh, are you serious? Uh, like, hey, okay, I know UK is not just yeah. London, but I know London is the most expensive city in the world. So,
0: yeah. I don't know. I totally
1: get you, Kelso.
0: All I'm saying is, like, at the end of the day, the housing market is in a weird fucking place. And honestly, I think there's a lot of value in having a grown-up conversation about a housing market. um Where are you from, local? so Because that's an interesting point too. Super interesting. Yo, Cause, yeah, that's the thing, London is like New York. We're in Montreal, though, so you got to understand we're kind of in that boat, right? Like, we no, we're dude, not...
1: London is worse than no, okay. okay. I, you not... ever watch the movie I, Harry no, Brown? Here, I, watch Harry Brown and I then come how back. How
0: expensive London is! <laughs>
1: Yo, but and like, fuck your, fuck your life. <laughs> so, the fact
0: doesn't change that Montreal is trying to catch up fast, okay? We're not there yet but they're playing some fast catch-ups. And that's why it's concerning because we yes. have these examples like London and Toronto yes. to point to- Yes, yes, yes. Um, and he it's said- It's jumped them. The, the real estate
1: market has definitely fucking jumped. Like it's it's taking like, you know, like, oh, you raised it by 50%. Like it's doing like a 10, like it's the, the the how they're jumping is it's fucked up. It's getting so really- that's expensive that's what I'm saying.
0: That's why I it's like, agree. yes. We can totally acknowledge that a lot of places yeah. in life are worse. they are taking advantage of people. It's sorry, I get really sad. they
1: they're No, taking it's advantage cool. Of people.
0: Tell it, tell the peoples, man. Like it's what it is.
1: <laughs> I look,
0: so I don't think a lot of people. Look, like, I, I don't. I don't know how many people actually sit there and look at the real estate market. You know what I found out about the New York City's real estate market for corporate retail? Is it kind of um, it kind of goes to like the idea of the land being valuable. So. There are places that just don't get rented out. So people buy the money to kind of freeze their assets. So, like, really, really, really rich people will buy these corporate, like, real estate buildings. Especially in the US, they numbers. have
1: special laws for investment. Oh, do I me in. Yes. But then I agree. So they buy they
0: yes. these buildings and they hold them. They don't actually ever plan to rent them out. But now these funds are frozen in a way that is not liquid, but they're valuable assets yeah. that contribute to net worths, which exactly. contribute to it's, bigger macroeconomic games. You don't so even, and us, their
1: taxes, you don't even fucking, your taxes get such a huge break on that shit because you have like an invest Like it's fucked up in the States, yo. Like I swear to gosh, it's, so, you see them, you're just like, the. that's why I said the rich can only get richer unless you're no, it's, dumb.
0: The poor, it's like, they
1: don't have a fighting fucking chance,
0: yo. It's, it's, it's like it's, right you know, now, like we actually saw a visualization of that earlier this year. So what happened was was a fire sale on the stock market. Um I watched AMD drop to thirty three dollars and then I opened up a Wellsprings account and it said, You have debt, shut the fuck up, stop playing Rich Man games and pay off your debt. And I said, Okay, Wellsprings, and I chose not to Wellsprings well, is a... Yeah, that's the one. They yeah, gave me shit that and said that. basically it's a free investment. So you can jump on Well Simple and buy stocks and sell stocks. But here's the thing. I have debt that I have to pay off. When my debt is paid off, I can play the game of stocks, and I can have all the fun- I just filed bankruptcy. Uh, Because I don't have that kind of debt. And I did that once before when I was young, and I like having credit more than I like. I, I, I definitely like having credit more than I like having to worry about shit. So here's what happened with bankruptcy. I declared bankruptcy, then I had an opportunity to go to Pakistan. So, thank goodness I signed up randomly for a Canadian Tire credit card because I wanted a blanket. They fucking approved me with a $200 credit. And I'm sitting there in Pakistan with a $200 credit limit. It was weird. Okay, I'm fucking doing transfers to my card every day. I'm bound by this because you're in another country. And at this point in my life, I can make enough money to pay down my shit responsibly and it's more powerful for me to have that liquidity than to actually cut myself out. Oh, I was in Pakistan for no, work. No. I went to the sales team. Me, I was like,
1: what the fuck are you in Pakistan for, bro? You got to rewind to, like, how did you uh, get there? So Super I interesting the to story, work but what and the
0: fuck? I, uh, I went to a call center, and then I got promoted to trainer because I write real well and I talk real well, they said um and then uh because i was the trainer uh they were opening up a pakistani operation and they wanted to have somebody go there but my boss's wife had just got pregnant so it was a risk for him to go so he's like do you want to go and i said yes uh yes and then i had to take my earrings out because it was perceived is not a wise move to go with earrings in
1: what Where? Where are earrings like in your ears like we're talking yeah earrings? i had
0: two earrings and they're like listen it's fucking pakistan you should maybe not go with earrings and draw attention to yourself in another foreign country that is unlike your own but the like, jewish okay. pa-
1: like you have your jewish like do you, you went yeah, to I, also had your well, fucking mom, jewish no, no, no.
0: so i don't have anything that's obvious but i did have to fill out the the visa form like three times because i actually kept writing my mom's maiden name because my parents were divorced at this time and I had to refill it out. So I just put my mom's with my dad's last name and I wrote Christian. Like you think I'm going to write because I had to apply for a fucking visa. So I had Dude. to like, make it look like I'm everyone's like, you're not Jewish. Okay. You are not fucking Jewish had the two whole passports. time. You're there. The
1: Israel passport was born there and he had the Canadian passport. I said, if we're traveling, you better fucking put that Israel passport, right like, we're traveling with the I don't want no fucking issues. And it's long like, I'm not racist or whatever. It's just like, I know when we get to borders, it's so, going to be a problem. Um,
0: so. I then went to Israel after I went to Pakistan. So I went to Israel and Pakistan and stamps. Did you go no, directly? eight months later. It was eight Wait, months isn't that later. illegal? Oh no, no, no. it was uh, eight months later and there is actually a ban. I'm pretty sure that does. But you can't get people. your stamp.
1: Like someone told me, do not get your, if you're going uh, to travel, if I want to do Israel, uh, no, Egypt, but it's, uh, it's a work visa. Stamp.
0: Work visas are kind of special, right? Because of the nah. work visas. They, they don't give on.
1: fucks. Like if you go to a Muslim to like any, any, like if you go Israel to anywhere else, that's like, well,
0: Muslim, Israel doesn't is stamp Canadian things uh, things passports. Not
1: if you have that stamp they're not fucking with you Israel
0: go- uh, doesn't stamp Canadians you don't need a visa to go you can just well I could go I don't know I just went and they didn't no, stamp you, shit they
1: stamp your passport no
0: Pakistan stamped my shit Israel didn't stamp shit There's no, they don't do that in Israel or at least on birthright they took my okay, passport yeah, away okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then okay. I got it back and I never got a stamp but I did have a Pakistani stamp in there which was my work fucking visa thing, which I was allowed That's to go.
1: That's so legit. I'm like, what? Like, I can't be uh, in Pakistan. That's yeah, it
0: is. was amazing. It was so cool. It was like, honestly, so here's what happens when you go to a place like that. Um, instantly, you're worth a lot more money. And uh, like, what I mean is your dollar goes a lot farther and you are being given a per diem. So I got $30 a day Canadian in addition to my salary to be there. And it was upfront. They gave me an $870 check and they said, I don't need you to pay this back or keep track of receipts, bro. It's a bonus. Have fun. I came back. I threw out everything I went there with, all my clothes. I threw out all of it. I came back with fake ass fucking everything. My Hugo Boss suit is a fake I bought in Pakistan and it fits lovely and I like it a lot. Um seventy Canadian dollars, fitted suit, just saying, good fucking deal. Nope. Um the one thing I learned is don't cheap out on fake watches. Actually put up five hundred dollars for a fake watch because you can flip that for five figures back in Canada when you get home. Yes. Big facts if Definitely. you are in that part of the world. Jewelry, like that
1: kinda of,
0: yes, yes, yes. And cheap fakes fall apart quick. So put up some money for your fakes. That's what I learned. I learned a lot about buying fakes in Pakistan because a lot of shit's made there, so all of that shit kind of leaks out into the black market. But the food was next level um i don't know i'm oh, a white like, I dude i forgot there. about
1: the it's, indian food is my, one of my favorite foods it's like thai and indian are my favorite foods.
0: i didn't i oh didn't understand shit like you're looking at the oh. menu oh, and oh like you're like i didn't understand what was on the menu okay I mean, like, like chicken
1: rice spicy yes <laughs> that's what i would but do it's more
0: like they have just words for different kinds of stews and dishes and shit that well, like yeah. but like hey
1: i know i, I know indian cuisine. i'm like yeah, of course but like yeah i guess if you don't know then it's different yeah
0: so, but I no, you don't know. This is an Indian. This is Pakistani. It is. But it's actually, very similar
1: cultures. They like it's, the, it's um, Yo,
0: it is like because one of them likes pork, one of them likes beef. Hugely different cuisines. Uh, how so, about like one
1: of them hates pork and one of them hates beef? Like it's like literally a sin. Yeah, like when you're like in like
0: Pakistan, like, you got a lot of beef and chicken stews, and a lot there's similarities. So you get like naan bread and saga and things like that. I knew what those spice, things were. The spice
1: mix is the same. That's what I'm, Maybe, I'm talking about. Like the, when you. But I actually tumor, went.
0: Okay, like we went to the grocery store. Spicy. I went to the grocery store and I looked at spices. Okay. Yo, it's like a, a yo, it's a whole other universe. It doesn't I know. say turmeric. Oh it. it doesn't I know say this it. shit. It's just colorful shit, and it all smells really strong. And you're just like. <laughs> and i'm not hating i'm saying my ignorant ass doesn't know and i'm looking at menus no, in my hotel cool and i'm you like
1: want to know i what love this that conversation mean? you know
0: what is that yo? because yo, it says chinese food and your chinese food in pakistan is nothing like chinese food in canada There's, chinese food in china this. is not chinese food you know
1: so like don't you're like just don't like, stress like, about it bro like don't you're worry. just
0: like staring at this i don't know it was a great time it was amazing but you really was you know what i loved the thing i loved the most was like a ball. When I say ball, I mean like we all went to McDonald's and it was like 23 Canadian Bye. for eight people. And I, I will never forget this time. Yo, know, this one time I went to this little bootleg restaurant. We had this delicious, cheesy Suvalaki thing. It was next level. And then it was $18 for eight of us. And then as I left, I gave the guy the equivalent of 1 Canadian dollar as like a fucking tip. Like I'm just like take it, you know, because I'm having a goofball fucking moment. This yeah. guy looked at me like he'd never seen anybody give him that much money in his entire fucking life. Okay, no. And I'm like okay. tripping. You
1: know, I can't cuz I haven't in Dominican like you, you t- like for you it's nothing, and for them it's the f- fucking world. I know that feeling. I I have to stop. It. I can't.
0: But yeah, like it's huge, right? And so but the I next can't. thing you know, it's like you're like you it know, they, you know what's crazy? Sad. These guys make like and I relative to They're what I was nothing. making. Like, what I make like, in a what I make a, in a
1: day make making a month. It makes me, oh I can't. I'm sorry.
0: No, it's a little more like three days for a month. But it's but like
1: like it's still like fucking ridiculous That's what I mean Like you know But
0: like uh, for these guys too Like they were telling me like Everybody has to work at home And this stuff But you know what was crazy It's cause I was a guest in their home These guys are trying to like pay And I'm like yo Shut the fuck up You are not paying Okay like I can't Like it's just not It's not ethically But see right.
1: that We don't get that Like people have loads of money in their pocket And still not pay for you in Canada that's fucking respect. That's integrity. That's dignity. That's rage. Shout up. out
0: my homeboy Flaco Bayo, who's been a big help. I just shout him up because he told me this trip he came down and he saw some people. He was telling me I was with uh, Merker and them, and he met them in real life and they oh, doing I love some Merker. shit. And um, he was like, he paid the bill just to like floss because that's the kind of shit guy he is. So, like, there are people like that. Wait, Flaco
1: familiar. Flaco uh, artist?
0: No, he's from New York, but he comments on Merker shit a lot. So you might have seen him. Okay, maybe that's where I see um, yeah, is a cool guy. is like a plug-in knowledge. Yo, Merker know, did a movie follow. the other day that
1: made me feel like, yo, this is the realest person in Montreal after Holden.
0: <laughs> nah, I'm not the realest person. I'd say Merker's like, a realer than me. <laughs> That's on my
1: lighter, yo. Like, I feel like coming to your place, like, yo, let's smoke a joint. Like, take intermission, and by the time the intermission is over, I'm at your place. Like, surprise!
0: <laughs> it's actually, like, not impossible. But, it's um, not even, it's not,
1: it's like, I'm five, like, if I were to Uber, seven minutes, I'm at your place. Seven minutes, bro.
0: And then add seven, seven minutes for like the Uber, and then <laughs> like, like the ten X pricing because it's New Year's <laughs> Eve. Nah, but like, um, all things considered, though, um, what was the move Merker made? Share the move with people. What okay, uh, I'll
1: be honest with you because I, I don't like I don't like to be like two whatever people, but like I I had misunderstood something, and he made the um he made the move to make sure that I wasn't in like. And see, like, i'm trying to like not be a bait motherfucker you know so like i had i had misunderstood like a vibe and then he was just like by the way like don't be upset like i wasn't thinking that way i wasn't accusing you of that like you know and it was just like super chill because a lot of people don't even fucking care how maybe you feel about the way they talk to you but he made sure to make sh- he made sure to let me know that like hey i know it might come off like that but like that's not what i'm trying to say which is basically my fucking life yo i always say a bunch of stuff and because there's no tone in text people think i'm like a bitch or people think i'm mean but i'm literally half the time laughing my ass off i'm just making jokes so he would like just made that move to make sure that i was i knew that it was like not that vibe like i thought he was mad at me i thought he like i I thought he was mad and he hated me and i was like i was kind of sad you know and then like he just made sure that like I understood that that wasn't what was going on because like sometimes you read a text and if you're in the, if, depending on what mood you're in you're gonna read that text in that tone
0: yo I have that's what and I was saying the- earlier when I'm bad with humor I fuck that shit up all yeah. the time and then I get in insecure, trouble you know? online I'm insecure yeah.
1: so I'm gonna fucking look at your shit and I'm gonna obviously like try and be like, like I'm, my brain's gonna be like yo you fucked up like and you're gonna take it a certain way you know what I mean but mm. like he went out of his way to make sure that I didn't take it that way and for me, uh, like it's one like, the one, ones. you know me and two, like, yo, you're real as fuck. You know what I mean? Like that to me is like everything like that, like taking your time to make sure that, you know, people that are in your circle, that you, that you, that you're friends with or that you work with, like, cause you get to know them. And like, if you get to know me, like I, I can sometimes take things the wrong way and I can sometimes rant and be like super upset with something. And all it takes is just like, Hey, I didn't mean it like that. And I'm like, Oh fuck. Okay, cool. You know? And my brain can stop fucking ticking but other people just let you other people just let you keep going and then you build your own fucking snowball and they're fucking you know so it was just so cool like to have someone be like don't build your snowball there's no snowball needed here like we're cool like you read it wrong like don't even you know it was fucking dope yo like i don't meet people like that every day usually people just don't give a fuck they're just like whatever you you know, deal with your own shit but he he, like he just made sure that i understood like that i don't know okay it was just really awesome i was I don't deal with that a lot like i don't get to meet people who are gonna take the time to like make sure our business relationship is on good terms like people are usually like i don't care and they just like ghost you or whatever like i love building with people so for someone to actually take the time to be like hey maybe her emotions you know like i know how she is (laughs) she's fucking crazy let me like make sure she understands like that means a lot to me
0: I appreciate you sharing that because like for myself I I don't want to be in
1: trouble I don't want to be in
0: trouble (laughs) But like like think about what you just like said just like we can like unpack that a little bit right and I go through this all the time myself right you saw something and maybe you read it wrong because yo. i think people sometimes forget that when we're on the internet we might also just be multitasking and doing a bunch of random shit so you don't read the lol or you don't see the smiley face or yeah. you don't see merker's classic and not even
1: you sometimes you just don't want to because you're in your own mood so you're gonna mm. read that text whatever way you want to read it or whatever you think that person sounds but like until that person tells you this is exactly my tone and mood you're gonna it's up to you to decide what it is, you know what I mean? Right.
0: So but, I, but then the fact is is that in a sense for all of us to move forward with a wiser approach to dealing with each other, sometimes there's value in that follow up. I try to follow yeah. up with people now and clarify shit.
1: I'm so grateful. Like I I want to do that with people. Like you know, I, I actually do that I'm like, hey, by the way, like, you know, that was sarcastic, or, hey, you know, I put the crying emoji because like, I'm fucking dying. Like, I'm not like mean, I'm like laughing. Like, this is a fun moment. Like, I try to go out of my way to tell people stuff, but then I'm like, I talk too much, you know? So um, I super appreciate when people will make the effort to make sure that you understand the, the way they're they're trying to speak. Cause we we all, no one calls me anymore. I love talking to people. Cause they, as soon as they talk to me, they're just like, they know the vibe. It's like when you met me, like you, you're like yeah i know your vibe you can just kind of feel my tones and like I, I laugh out loud and when i put lol i'm literally laughing out loud and like not a lot of people are like that like
0: no people when i are... put lol i'm being a sarcastic asshole yeah <laughs> that's LOL. the truth I, of it.
1: oh i love i i use emojis all the time to fucking describe my like to, to try and describe like the way i'm kind of say something it's like the laughing emoji there's like the sweating one that's my favorite like i don't know if i should say this. i don't even
0: know what the fuck no. the sweating one means half the time everybody uses it different and no, i think I, was like, that's I don't my know pro- if i should say this <laughs> but like that's the thing is that's not what i take from that i'm like i don't know really? what the fuck it means i look at that i look at these emojis i look at this stuff and i feel like everybody understands what this means and i was too busy being a stubborn asshole for like eight years like i like chike being and then I missed, like, the <laughs> whole fucking... fucking I like typing. Sorry. Well, I mean, I write fucking essays on Facebook, right? Know. You don't yeah. see me doing GIFs? Yo, when I open up the GIF window, I'm not good at it, okay? I don't know how to find GIFs. Me. I don't know how to think about them. I don't... like. My girlfriend just opens them up and throws the I'm perfect one. And then I, the I put a horrible one, and then she's just like, Boring, your GIFs suck. And I'm like, I don't even know how to find them because I don't even know what the ones are. So I'm like, emojis, people, like there's like this whole language that like is very visual. And I just like fucking missed it. And I don't know how to do it. That's where I'm at. So there's like a part of internet culture and text language that like, listen, I took all the time to learn how to write full and complete sentences. And I took a lot of pride in that. And it turned out that that didn't help me in emoji land. That's if all I'm we're honest,
1: like the only emojis we really know as a society that means something, or like the eggplant, like I the do know what the that means, pardon.
0: I know what the eggplant means.
1: Well, yeah, eggplant, peach, and like the drippy, drippy one. You know, like we, those are things we know because, like, as a society, we agreed that that's what that meant. But anything else is up for interpretation. There is no rule book. There's no fucking text rules. Like that's the thing. Is like whatever I think that the, that that sweating, smiling means might not be for everybody else. But we yes. all know the eggplant and the beach, Like, we all know those classic ones. And these like, the, the,
0: the devil that smiles. <laughs> yes. Even then, like, people use that, like, smiley devil one in different purposes. Sometimes I know. Recently, I been figuring out, like, okay, I'm well, that's a, I'm not what I thought of it. <laughs> promiscuous. I've seen people use it to imply a lot of different things. I know. And I think I agree. that's the, the problem. But at one point, is, it, like, it
1: meant sex. <laughs> it horn. is.
0: It did. But I'm like, or like, but, like, from my point of view of it all, like, this is where I struggle with it. It's I look at this stuff, and I'm like, I know it could be a lot of things. So I'm going to just read the words. And then I think about the words. And then I find out, that was a joke. And I'm like, fuck. It's tough.
1: It's tough. It's really fucking tough. Like, especially for someone like me, who has a lot of tone in their voice, who is very sarcastic. Um, it's, it's very tough for me to write posts. Like, a lot of times, like, it happens a couple of times where... I get comments on a post, I'm just like, Whoa, I did not expect this to happen because the way I wrote it was the complete opposite of the way the person's reading it. You know? So like it's it's such a fucking difficult world. And that's why I love talking to you on the phone. I have someone that I that I I have someone that I speak to and they, they call me, you know, we just we talk on the phone, we fucking chat. like we, we just it's different. It's a different feeling.
0: I definitely think I'm grateful to live with somebody. Uh, in this time yeah. that I like talking to because we talk a lot we don't we I suck wish was at TV <laughs> we suck at TV and things but we're good at talking and I think yeah. it helps a lot she fucking hates my shit sometimes because i say a lot of the same things as I so what happens to me is I have my big working theories and then I have an epiphany but to get to the epiphany I have to work through like all of it but she right. knows all of it. But then if I just get to the epiphany and I just give her that part, she goes, I don't know what you're fucking talking about. And I don't know how to get around that, like, fucking difficulty of life. So I go through the whole fucking thing again and then she gets bored. Fair enough. I'm not saying, look, on camera, it's one thing. If you live with me, it's a whole, like, she's an angel. She is the fucking, fucking best. I get fucking best. That is what I'm trying to say. I tried
1: to steal your girlfriend, but it didn't work. You know, I tried to like, hey, come over to my place. She's like, no
0: it is what it is sometimes i like to think that i'm a dapper individual that can hold her attention uh no she's, you know, all, she's like, magical. Honestly, i
1: love I, I love meeting girlfriends <laughs> oh, shit. my that, mom are... showed
0: up at that moment my mom showed up at that moment in the I chance. oi right like, now like right, like right now right now Java gy is up in here that is my mom's that's what's up
1: <laughs> i really like put putting on my my star baby <laughs>
0: that's amazing um <laughs> Yo, what's up, mommy? Happy New Year's and all that. That's all it is. Oh, um,
1: f- hold on. I have a con- like should I do this? Am I allowed to answer my phone? Oh my gosh, can you tell me mean, I'm doing something you- wrong?
0: Um, I mean I could like change some bunny there. Apparently you just got compared to Tierra Wack on that last tracks. I was Wack? No, mm-hmm. Tira Whack. I don't know if you know who she is. She's an artist, a lady that has a very distinct and interesting style.
1: Really? Interesting. I have to um tiara like tiara like a headpiece
0: t-i-e-r-r-a whack or something like that whack with an h i don't know i'll tell you after
1: that is so much fun because i don't i've never heard of her so i would love yeah, to hear her like, music
0: crazy visuals that's what i, I don't do I was...
1: that i don't do visuals you guys know me i don't do oh, visuals no I.
0: i'm wrong she told me there's no I, it's just Tara, and I'm going to get the you're wrong speech after, and that's just kind of what it is, because when I'm wrong, yeah. I get to get I support everybody. the I'm
1: wrong speech, don't worry about
0: it. It is what it is, I deserve it, I talk a lot, it is what it is. No, I, I like your
1: girlfriend like a lot, <laughs> like a lot. I like lot.
0: her too. I uh, hope she, so.
1: <laughs> you better love well, her.
0: Yo, know, she came up I uh, just that advent calendar is just an extra exactly. of Exactly, I going to
1: say, that advent like, I've done some really super dope shit for my band, but like, she like i'm stealing that like i'm not gonna lie like that's like as soon as i get a man like the advent calendar is being like built you know what i mean like that's so dope like that's
0: amazing but like no lie in the ballpark of 50 plus people reached out to me over december to talk about the joy that it was for them to see what came next in this advent calendar Um, i was super
1: happy till i got jealous
0: I'm opening up a bunch of bags of weed and chocolate and shit, and people are going. And the red one, like, shit.
1: what's in the red one? What's in the red one? And the selfie like, stick, yeah. like, if you're not
0: gonna use it, I need it. <laughs> no, I'm let gonna use know. it. No, I need to take better let pictures. Let you know. Uh, there's lots of people out there that expect me to take better pictures, and I get lectures when my pictures are blurry and shitty, so, like, I gotta try harder on that front. But, nah, she is really awesome, and she is really wonderful, but what I thought was really cool is how many people she brought Joy to by accident, and she's, she's that kind of person. You know, she, she seriously donates to, like, shit that nobody knows about. She'll, like, find out a cause. Like, prisoners need better literacy? I'm a supporter. I don't even shit. doubt that.
1: Like I see her, and she's a good woman. Like I knew it when I met her. I, when I talked to her, she is a good woman. Like I, yeah, I, I love I that she does that. I
0: definitely lucky. give you a, a shit. lucky guy. I mean, she's also lucky. Just throwing it out there. Hey, I, I uh, don't
1: know about all that, but like you I'm know, <laughs> it is
0: what it is. But uh, she definitely got me to become a more compassionate and caring person. Yeah. Uh, uh, she's yeah. she's good like that. But um, see, she's, women, she's, we're the
1: best. A, like we make she's you be better. Lucky too.
0: that's true um and like i just think like like just to go all safe in general with the gender norms having a partner that backs you up and believes in your vision and helps you and you guys like understand each other is real important like i would argue that even on a branding front like the fact that that girl bonnie out there wanted to make that calendar for me has to represent like something about what i bring to the table that is interesting definitely because like like you have I like
1: think... i i want to do things for people that i like that i love that i care about but like you have to like those kind of things like that's time that's like you have to really like it, it, you deserve it that's why she did it kind of thing like i don't doubt that you're a good man either like you know what i mean like the reason why you got it and the reason why she wanted yeah, to do to that that, fair, and that much is time clever. is because you are a good guy period no
0: but like she is better i'm putting it on the record nobody's disputing <laughs> that.
1: i'm taking your side and you're like no 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 like now i don't know i'm like i'm like, in the middle now i'm in the
0: middle at the same time like i'm just better at different things like i don't want to. that's like, what it is balance details, yo but, that's amazing
1: balance like
0: i'm gonna be real my head is in 20 like 32 already She's in 2020 still, and I'm like, that's kind of useful. That's what I need. You know? like,
1: I'm in like 2040. I need someone to be like, hey we're in 2020. I am like, calm down. Like, I need that I in my life, I need that gravity.
0: So, like, she's real cool. I would argue, having I mean, I don't know how to find it. It's complicated. I would not want to be single right now when I look at the current spectrum of dating. And yeah, it's it complicated. Old school, so,
1: like, it's the worst. Like, I'm like, I'm super cool at cooking and cleaning and taking care of the kids, man. Like, that's like. I believe in that shit. Like, I'm not saying that's what I want to do, but I'm super fucking okay with that. I'm super okay with being submissive in a relationship. And like, that's just like not the Beyonce world we live in.
0: (laughs) I mean, there's a lot to be said about the fact that people should have the right to choose what arrangements make the most sense to them within consent. Now, without going into a lot of specifics, just look at like consent-driven polyamory and the way middle-class America reacts to that shit that's like what i'm saying consent driven like everybody's on board everybody's cool
1: people are they're...
0: also really like critical of it so i tried to discuss that stuff at work one a couple of t- i learned real fucking fast that like there are some serious like taboo issues with a lot of points of views and a lot of things out there. And like people don't necessarily have open minds to a lot. You of know, things. what's crazy.
1: You no, know what's taboo 50 years ago being fucking black. So deal with it. Country changing <laughs> evolve. You know what I mean? Like, don't come with me with like, oh, this is not normal. being like, 50 years ago. Being black was not accepted. So let's move with the times. Let's keep going. guys. like, you know, like the keep the wheel rolling. I, I can't, I, I don't accept that. Oh, because no, no, no. Taboo is not taboo because being black was fucking taboo. So
0: fuck that shit. I mean, that's how I stand on that. (laughs) I'm not somebody that needs to be convinced about what you're saying personally, (laughs) but I definitely get what you're saying because like, look, I qualify this as middle-class normative behavior. This is that shit that was normal. So people like to call it normal today because like, like, yo, it was normal. It's what everybody grew up It was normal today. With. It was
1: not normal 20 years. We have to understand that things change, man. Like, when I, was, when I was when I was in high school, we used to be able to say the word Amerindian. And that was, like, what I was taught to call the Native uh, Canadian people. To supposedly, that's racist. I didn't fucking know that shit until someone told me it was because I was that's... taught that. So, you know, times change. Evolve. Or, I
0: think people's adaptability is highly correlated to age, as you brought up earlier. And some people unfortunately have a lot of trouble adapting with the speed of accepted changes. And that, in my opinion, is on us old folk to kind of adapt faster. That's on us to adapt quicker. But it's
1: like you've learned something for 40 years of your life, and now for the last five you have to change. It's not really gonna happen, you know what I mean? Like, if we go into like segregated place like in the south like there is some oh, white man, there's racist change. people that's gonna be racist forever like we can't we can't fix um, it personally people, i and think it's like a fucking generational thing like you know we just have to accept that those people exist but the majority of us have to evolve and be better
0: but i think we can still like change the normal that is something i think can happen that's why i call my it catalyst happening.
1: like be the change you want to see you know it's that's not fresh. always easy but like i have to Be the change that if I'm not going to show people what we're capable of, how can I expect them to know that we're capable of it? You know, be the change you want to see.
0: I definitely appreciate what you're saying. Um, In the interest of like it's already uh, 530 and I'm pretty sure you got stuff going on. I just wanted to kind of move towards the wrapping up like we can totally continue this. I know we're not even talking keep... about music
1: anymore. It's totally my fault because I'm just no, like this is... I have so much like this knowledge so... in my head. It's just, like random.
0: <laughs> this is so good, yo! People are still invested. People really are love this Are they still watching? Shit. We're at nine. What I see, Jamal Hussein just commented. So yeah, yeah. What, what did you are... say? What did he say? That's big. Catalyst so that's like is like he responded. Oh, you responded, know. Yay. I see Jamal commenting on your statuses. Yo, Facebook is what yeah, it is. Yeah,
1: oh, I, really, I really like this person. He's really, he's like, he's this,
0: Yo, Jamal a, sends the fucking guy. I
1: wrote a post recently. I won't tell you what post it was, but I wrote a post recently about him, and, like, it was a happy post, and I was
0: like, yay. Yo, honestly, that's a guy that I really like a lot. I want to talk to him on this channel. Um, you need had to a interview of, him as an
1: artist. He's fucking dope, yo. He, a he records a marker.
0: I got later later when i'm ready later i'm not gonna push the guy when he wants Some people card. are in
1: their zone i'm like that too he's you like, know me like he's right
0: here on the <laughs> chat though so just I'm in like, case anyone's wondering um but when he's ready the platform's right here waiting that's what it is i respect yeah, that yeah. you hear yo. that
1: jamal like we got you over here or sorry yo, at like the same time you
0: it's like what if you're not in the headspace to be able to wanna to sit there for three hours and do this, you know? I like, didn't
1: I, I I I did not want to do this for four hours. I was like what, two to this is crazy? And now we've been talking, and I'm just like I just coming out, I'm being myself. Yo, you know, this I'm I'm is talking this not shit. even about music, but like I'm having a blast, yo. Like I'm having a fucking
0: blast. I I think it's been like awesome. Um I definitely like I'm running out of like organic ways to keep the conversation going, which is what my spidey sense says. It's a good time to end on a high when it's fucking good, right? Okay. We don't want to end on a point where everybody's dipping and it's like we're stretching. This All has right. been an amazing chat. let flash you talk...
1: people. Is time how I flash people? No, don't do that. You'll, move, get you know? You'll get me fucking banned.
0: You'll get me banned. Don't do that. Okay, don't do that. Um, I'm gonna, but
1: I'm just going <laughs> imagine. That'd
0: be so awesome! Oh my gosh! I mean, I guess it would get me buzz, but I don't know that I really want that. Do you want buzz. that
1: clout or not? So no, like I don't. I don't do want, want that clout. clout? <laughs> I don't
0: want that clout. I want the clout where we got this version of fucking. <laughs> yeah, boobs should be legal though. That's a big point. Bonnie said that boobs are illegal, but I want the kind of clout that is. Lorelai is making business moves. Lorelai is an effective okay, so let's, project manager.
1: I send the management. We're putting out some fucking tracks, yo. Um, we I'm about to, she's asking about COVID. Um, I'm going to make COVID work for me. Like I've been doing, like, I'm sorry. Like I'm super comfortable. I want to do what I told my management I wanted to do. I want to do a, um, like a musical. I want to take like three of my tracks and make a long video of a musical. Cause like, I feel like a lot of my tracks hold one emotion. You know, I'm either heartbroken. I'm either uh, happy. I'm either like, um, See, like, Can't Stop Me Now It's like, I'm fucking motivated. Like, I want to take those songs that, like, all have that same emotion and make the musical out of it. I feel like people love musicals. Like, they just love it. They love acting and music together. So why not do it? And I can do that from the comfort of my home.
0: Yo, that's incredible. I don't mean to cut you off. Like, don't steal I, my ideas. <laughs> no, I just found out that MF Doom passed away. And that's a big thing that's really fucked up. So I just got that message. So not to, like, put a damper on your shit, but rest no. in peace, MF Doom. That guy's I don't know a fucking, who that is,
1: but I, anybody dying is, like, a, it's
0: tragedy. So. Nah, that's a big loss for hip-hop. It's a oh, big loss. I have to Google um, him. He's, uh, he's kind of, like, really lyrical. So, yeah, sorry, that just distracted me. But yeah, no, it's a
1: okay. thing.
0: Um, so yeah, that's nice. So sorry, um, I'm,
1: I'm that sucks. So every time we lose some of the music, I get really sad. When we lost the guy from Lincoln Park. Oh my goodness. Yo, my that
0: heart. was huge for me. That was the first time that a celebrity death hit me, because Mike uh, yes. Chester Bennington and Mike Shinoda yes, are my Chester. heroes, and Chester passing away the way he did after that album came out really hit me in a big way. Um, and, but yo, anyway, sh- rest in peace, MF Doom. Um, I just yo, that's huge and sadness um it's anyway.
1: so sad like I, I i just like i'm gonna relate it to somebody i know that's a lyricist that i appreciated and like just imagine your pain i'm so sorry
0: well it's more like he's one of those guys that like when he drops an album you knew it was gonna just be proper you just knew it you know like anyway it is what it is i don't mean to take away from you your moves no, are incredible i, just make sure I love that the we fact
1: honor, like i don't want to like i would take no. a moment for silence kind of thing like i can't believe like you just got the message now like
0: somebody just i saw a facebook message so i do check the shit like just in case somebody's like your shit's fucked up i need to know you know so i checked that and dude's like mf doom passed i did the quick google and i'm like oh shit mf doom passed that's really sad i didn't read it what happened or anything but i just wanted to give that rest in peace because yo, that's a sad thing um anyway uh but yo you're gonna wear covid for you Oh, so apparently he passed away on October thirty first, but the family only made the news public today. That's still what? fucking sad. That's
1: yo. dignity. That's the integrity and dignity. I don't know why they would wait that long, but I'm sure they had their freaking personal reasons, and I respect
0: that. I do too. Um, it's definitely with the media circle. It's gonna be nuts. But um, yeah, it's a lot to absorb. <laughs> I guess in a live moment. But yeah. Uh. Anyway, for you though, we're we're gonna work. You're you're gonna work covid because you're the kind of personality that's going to thrive in this thing you've already proven that you're going to do the lives you're going to keep making the music you're going to keep grinding it out you're going to keep pursuing the opportunities and that's the kind of note i wanted to end on with you is just that you really are a a boss about your shit but also a boss that's willing to adapt and grow somebody um somebody that i've seen that happen and play out with personally in the short time of knowing you so i can co-assign it that is the kind of person you are and maybe fe- people may feel ways about things and little dramas here and there but sure. at the end of the day i see you growing and making boss moves along the way so for that i i just give you the flowers and commend you on that
1: you know a bar i just wrote i said um i'm not asking for everyone to love me but ask about me i keep a 100
0: mm. it's not about
1: being liked but being respected
0: I-, I relate to that But on that note, I'm going to do my little uh, outro speech, so... Thank y'all for watching everyone. Appreciate y'all for being here, especially all y'all on the stream. For those Seriously? of you on the on the Thank Twitch, you. we are gonna raid Don Smooth so that you can get some fucking proper vibes on and show some love to Montreal royalty like yeah. that. Follow Don Smooth when we get there and do the raid. So y'all leave some comments if you're watching this in the future on YouTube. Follow, like, subscribe, all that shit. Special thanks to the patrons. This is Milgancy, Chris Prado, Jonathan Barnes, CJ Black Crick and Linda Williams and Scribble, the dope support what we do. If you feel the vibe, patreon.com slash behind that suit you know what it is links in description for the people not live um appreciate everyone again um and yo live long and prosper everyone for real happy motherfucking new year to me 2020 was an experience and i loved it so here we are